Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 243 of the Pixels Inc. podcast. I am your host, Cody Orm, and today, joining me, welcome back, the Phil Brown. Woo-woo, didn't Indeed vomit Phil this Brown. week. That's good. You had, uh, <laughs> I had food poisoning last Monday. Oh, that's it fair. screwed up my whole week, yeah. That does not <laughs> sound fun. It wasn't. I will not go into details. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would I want you to, don't mm-hmm. worry. <laughs> and, as always, our editor-in-chief... Brendan Fry. Hello there, Cody. How are you doing, Brendan? I'm okay. Not pukey? Uh, no. No, I'm not. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, good. I'm happy I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always good when you're not feeling pukey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't <laughs> said I felt pukey in a long time, but you know, thank you for that uh, image there. That's a Yeah, no problem. That's what I'm here for. Beautiful little image. Go ahead. I tried. I yep. Tried. You did well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you guys hear about that, that Pepsi ad? Yeah. Oh, Kendall yeah. Jenner? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was that was a thing. So Pepsi is the beverage of the revolution, mm-hmm. and I, for one, welcome this. I think Pepsi's kind of cool. Now, if it was Crystal Pepsi, mm-hmm. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi, <laughs> the beverage of the revolution, like it was incredibly tone deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, but imagine if you went in with a clear beverage. <laughs> <laughs> Would that not have changed everything? Well, a clear beverage wearing '80s jeans. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly, and that that would be almost symbolic when you think about it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. pe- clear does not have a color. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's clear does not have a race. <laughs> clear uh, does not have an allegiance. Well, to be fair, that was the most United Colors of Benetton set of people ever. Oh yeah, that was the most generally beautiful of every race, color, and creed ever. But you know. Uh, I'm, I'm working on something that's okay, inspired yeah. by this. Yeah, that should be going on today. Uh, no, it's not going to. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, what Pepsi did was incredibly tone deaf. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's still not the worst thing Pepsi did. What was the worst? They, had they this set thing... Michael Jackson on fire. <laughs> did they really? Yeah, don't you remember that? It was in the eighties. They yeah, the, it was the, the pyro went, went off. wrong in a commercial. Yeah, it was during a oh, commercial, that's... and like it set his hair on fire, and that kind of like started his whole like addiction to drugs and plastic surgery. And well, that's worse. That is worse. That but is much worse. This is still pretty but, bad. Oh no, it's horrible. But you know, but, ah, I'm gonna throw it out there. I, it's not necessarily racist. It's not racist. But it's what it is, tone deaf. it's tone deaf. Yeah, yeah, it's a brand trying to use the concept of. Rising up and joining the conversation. Like, did you see those signs in that video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The, the general peace signs. And the, uh, the, the blue and white peace signs. Then the signs that said, join the conversation. Because yeah. yeah. no one has ever said that in a protest ever. <laughs> Literally ever. Yeah. It um, felt like a, a, a really bad activation as we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, video games aren't, aren't innocent in that regard either. And uh, doing a little bit of research, and ho ho, yeah. boy, oh yeah, the video game industry has had some doozies in terms of the marketing oh, campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, to start off this week's Pixel Snake podcast, brought to you by CG Magazine, woo woo, we uh, I wanted to kind of kind of go through a few and see if we remembered them. Okay, sounds great. Yeah, I'm done with that. Okay, so some of these happened before I was born. I'm just going to point that out. So I don't. So me and Phil would be normal yeah. for that. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So do you guys remember the? Now this one's weird because mm. technically it's there's nothing wrong with it, but then you remember, oh right, this is a kid's toy. Yeah. And it's weirdly, uh, anyway, 
Remember the Keep It In Your Pants campaign for oh, that's right. yep. the Game yeah, Boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So that was literally, it's what it is, telling kids to keep it in their pants. Mm-hmm. Thanks, yep. Nintendo. Which, you know, not a horrible message. No, yeah, I mean, like, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a weirdly, yeah. like, when at sexualizing church, children <laughs> oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. When, when at yeah. church, you don't want to bring that Game Boy out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <Ew>. a question. <laughs> now, this oh, one, the next really one, does. I actually do remember. Uh, and it's... It was one of those things where, at the time, I didn't think anything of it. But now, yeah. looking back on it, I was kind of a little bit wiser, even though mm-hmm. it happened, like, two or three years ago. Uh, do you remember the Dead Island Riptide torso? Yep, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, for the people at home, uh, it was like a, I guess for like a special edition of Dead Island. It was a European special edition of Dead Island. Yeah, of Dead could, Island Riptide. Yeah, you could get, um, it was a plastic torso. It was kind of like a rubbery was, torso, so it yeah. felt kind of like flesh. So it was almost fleshy. It was missing its head and arms because they were ripped off. And legs. And legs, yeah. And, well, I mean, I figure because it was just the torso. Yeah, fair. Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember if it was, like, ripped off. Like, the, it looked like the legs were no, ripped. No, everything left. Every, oh, okay, gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, I believe the um, the top of the, like, because it was a bikini that mm-hmm. she was wearing, I think the top could be removed. It could. From what I remember, at least. Yeah. So that's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that actually ever made it out to people. I think it was more of, this is what it's going to look like, and everyone got angry, then yeah, they decided well. not to. I mean, I'm shocked. Yeah, that was <laughs> not the most um, well thought out marketing campaign. No. Nope. You know what else is pretty bad? Uh, the Hitman beautifully executed. Ah, uh, yeah. That. I, I remember seeing that ad in PC Gamer back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, have, have you seen that one before? No, though? I don't believe so. I'm going to throw it up on my uh, okay, laptop real quick. So what it is is... For all the listeners at home that do not have a computer right in front of them. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it was a marketing campaign that featured uh, a woman in lingerie who was shot in the head and kind of mm-hmm. just laying there dead as she oh was assassinated with blood coming out of her mouth and bullet hole. Yeah. That was for Hitman Blood Money. That yeah. was in 2006. Yep. That's not great. No. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> a little awkward. Yeah. Oh. Um, now, this one, okay, this one I thought was kind of funny. Uh, but maybe I should have put it a little bit higher up. And this one was, uh, it was for a cheat code book. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was a code breaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the one side... There's the wife who is in bed, hair curled up, and on the other side is the mistress, mm-hmm. and she's in a bikini, and she's mm-hmm. undoing it, and she's soaking. Mm-hmm. I almost said a different yeah, word. Yeah. Uh, and the caption is, sometimes you got to cheat. <laughs> Cheating made easy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. pretty Especially pretty gross, considering right? at that point, games were primarily marketed to children. Yeah. yeah I don't quite get who that one's for. <laughs> That's the adults yeah. that are buying the cheat books. Yeah, they need to get a cheat book. <laughs> like my my kid wants a cheat book, and my mistress says it's okay. So you know. Yeah. Um, now another one. I can't. I can't pull it up. Um, it was for. It was like consoles versus PC. Mm-hmm. Um. And ah, here it is. So. 
it was consoles versus PC, and it said there are two kinds of gamers in this world: ones who still play on consoles, and the ones who've actually seen breasts. Jesus. And oh that God. was for some kind of PC parts manufacturer. Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not just gross. It's inaccurate. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, <laughs> it was just. Uh, <laughs> it's it's weird because that was clearly like a '90s commercial because it was on a big tube TV. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. You know, that wasn't that long ago. Mm. And it it's weird to think that there were those, uh, that, that way of thinking. Mind you, I think that that still is, we talked about this a bit last podcast, maybe podcast before that, mm. where that still is kind of a mentality among people who don't game. It's like, oh, they just sit in their parents' basement and mm. never... I mean, I think now it's uh, the people that grew up with games are still gaming, and now they're investment bankers, and yeah, yeah. hedge fund managers. I, I don't know what other what do adults do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everyone <laughs> games. Lawyers that's or whatever. <laughs> that's but, the thing. Everyone games now, but there still is that mentality. Oh yeah, yeah. If well, the thing is, the concept is you game, and then you're a person that happens to game as well mm. as do other things. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's a cliche that's not going away. Yeah, it's a cliche no. that's not going away, but even though the person that's saying it might be playing Xbox at the exact point they're yeah, saying it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's It's it's a weird... I'm never going to completely get over it, because I've... I, this was last podcast we talked about this, because I kind of surround myself with people who are either gamers or work in the gaming industry, yeah, yeah. so mm. I don't actually interact with... Um, Normies? Yeah, I don't. I don't talk to a lot of people like that. <laughs> the filthy anymore. masses, Cody, as, yeah. you, descri- as the, you described the, the other day. <laughs> mouth breathers. Um, yeah. So it's weird to me when I when I hear because I have this idea of what I think people view us as. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know normal people who have a hobby, mm-hmm. um, and that's not the case. Mm. And it's 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 kind of sad. Anyway, Sony has a couple of on this. Oh um, yeah. Oh, there's there's a few, and mm. this one. Okay. It's just weird. So mm-hmm. this one, ha- it features a woman with breasts on both sides of her. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. best kind of one. I'm joking. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh. uh, it was for the PS Vita. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know it was a good marketing campaign because everyone bought one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, I have three. touch mm-hmm. both sides for added enjoyment. Yeah, it does. So that's um, gross. very rapey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's kind of gross. Mm. Uh, yeah, Sony's the worst. Anyway, another good one. This one wasn't really an ad campaign. Well, it was an mm. ad campaign. It didn't really have like a poster, so I can't mm. really bring it up. Uh, this one was more recent. We actually do have a, uh, an article, an opinion piece on it uh, mm. that our editor, Brandon Quinn, wrote when okay. this whole yeah, thing yeah. happened. That mm. wasn't really Sony. That was EA, though. This, uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. This isn't Sony. Sony's mm. after this for the number one spot. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. This one was uh, for Battlefield 1. They, mm-hmm. they started this hashtag going around mm-hmm. called just World War One things. Oh, right. Like trench foot and now, things. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, that horrible, horrible... What, known horrible to be one of the worst war. conflicts ever? Yeah, 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 where, yeah, where millions upon millions of people died is, oh. uh, is a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was, cons- it was constantly considered, a, you know, the great meat grinder. So that's the thing we should really make a hashtag. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly. A yeah. lighthearted hashtag at best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this one... So before I tell everyone what it is, mm. it's, a, it's a PSP ad. The white PSP. White, white PSP ad. Now I'm going to get Phil's reaction mm. before okay. That's only fair. we describe okay. what it is. So yeah. everyone, here we go. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's just gross. Yeah. So yeah. it says PlayStation Portable White is coming, and mm. there is a woman 
dressed all in white who happens to be white, possibly mm. has white hair. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's a poster and it's sunny, so yeah. it could mm. be blonde, but it's probably white. Mm. And she is holding an African-looking person <laughs> by the face, mm-hmm. looking viciously at her, mm. and it says PlayStation Portable White is coming. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> just remember... <laughs> That no matter what Pepsi does, mm. odds are it's not as bad as that. Mm-hmm. That's bad. oh yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, that's genuinely upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't even notice the black person at first because he's thought, so dark. Yeah, because it's so dark the way it was shot. I thought it was just the woman all in white, and I was like, oh, I mean that looks kind of gross. And yeah. then it clicked in, and I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, that was very unpleasant. Yeah, I I want to know how that got. Approved. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you could follow the Twitter viewpoint. <laughs> I mean, people are talking about the PSP ten years later, so I mean, <laughs> it did something. <laughs> but wow, yeah, that was. Um, mm-hmm. It was in Germany or something. I wouldn't be sh- surprised. I mean, like, um, part of me said I wanted it to be Australia. Can't have been in North America. No, no that wouldn't no. have been in North. America. No, you would remember <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to say Australia. I think it might have been a um, a Gamescom ad. It looked like a billboard. It was a billboard. Okay. That I saw. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was in Holland. Oh, actually. Oh, oh that's okay. that's great. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess. Yeah. There's. It is mostly white folk out in Holland. So <laughs> they, they did own. They did control South Africa for a while. Sure did. Yeah. Oh, that mm. makes it worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally does. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. That makes it actually far worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yikes. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. That's gross. Yeah. The Pepsi one, like, I found just more like. Stupid, stupid. Yeah. Than anything else? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like upsetting. It was just like, why would they waste their time? And why is that guy wearing overalls with one strap on them? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, uh, I didn't think anything. Like, it didn't click to me. Like, oh, this could be taken offensively. I'm like, oh, look at them trying to be topical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, my first reaction was just like, why is all this happening? Mm-hmm. Why is Kendall Jenner? Uh, like I, it, yeah, it, the voice of the revolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rich white woman. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, well, also the just rich the Kardashians in general. Yeah, they don't really represent anyway. No. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, a lot of people got really upset because of the references to imagery that was that is known for like Black Lives Matter and things like that. Mm. You have the Im- the very famous image of uh, the African American woman like letting herself be arrested. Right. And it's almost. Like reverse shot mm-hmm. of what Kendall Leonard is just doing, right, right, with right. like the three cops, and she kind of stands there with her hands out. Yeah, yeah. yeah Only yeah. in this time, she has she a Pepsi. Has a Pepsi. <laughs> right, right. So if you went back in time, and it gave, gave her, that woman a Pepsi. Well, did you see what? Um, I, like looking at it now, like I get it. Like mm-hmm. I understand why people are so upset. It's did, at first glance. Did you see? Yeah, totally. Did you see? Um, I think Martin Luther King's daughter tweeted out that no. if only my dad knew. That all he needed was Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least she's taken it in stride. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Um, it was just the thing is, I don't think they meant it to be offensive. No, it's just tone deaf. They thought, no, oh, we're, we're, jo- we're, we're joining the revolution. This is mm-hmm. great. We're it, we're supporting you guys. Mm-hmm. It also mm-hmm. doesn't help that it happened in a an era of just like it's the bad time to do the, it. The mm-hmm. echo chamber, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So it if they did this like four years ago, no one would care. Yeah. People mm-hmm. would just be like, Oh, that's a stupid ad. And then it'd yeah. be something that we talk about on the podcast four years later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, was, that, that was offensive in retrospect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In retrospect. But yeah, no, everything's a lot more hypersensitive and that was just not a good look on Pepsi. And I do enjoy a good diet Pepsi every now and then. To be mm-hmm. fair, I like when Pepsi does the stupid 
weird flavors like Pepsi Volt, mm. <laughs> Pepsi like. Uh, do you guys remember Pepsi Blue? Yeah, that was oh, that first. Pepsi Blue was the one they had Papa Roach, the Papa Roach video. Right, they had a Papa Roach video. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, Pepsi right. Blue. Yes. <laughs> That's right. They were driving down the road and they just like Pepsi. <laughs> you know, That's one. Right. Uh, I went to see. Uh, the Offspring, my favorite band of all time, mm-hmm. a few years back, and they and because you gave them a Pepsi, they sang another song. No, <laughs> um, but Papa Roach was the opening act. Oh, well, that's a thing. And at first, I was like, well, you know, I can afford to be late. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. fair. Uh, but then, like, I, I made it on time, and I watched their set, and I knew a lot more Papa Roach than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think people don't realize how many how many hits they had, and how know. stupidly popular they were for like five years they really were yeah they were very angry though that was yeah. like the epitome of 90s angst music oh yeah mm-hmm. no totally they, but i don't know they 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 sold out for a while mm-hmm. that was fine mm-hmm. when they, they were fine they went like pop rock well to mm-hmm. be fair they were like in every commercial that for a while la mm-hmm. pop rock mm-hmm. yeah. oh well should we move on to actual games i mean as much as i like discussing how racist ads are mm-hmm. or a papa roach you know i like talking about papa roach i think mm-hmm. that's well, that's when we've gone too far <laughs> that's some captivating mm-hmm. yeah radio. what are you talking about but yeah no i was actually going to try i was trying to figure out a way I could segue from Papa Roach to Legend of Zelda. And, uh, There's physically no way you was, can do that. It was really escaping possible. me, so thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the game news, we got, we got a few that are pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with gonna start with a big one and end with a big one. Okay. And in between, there'll be a lot of fodder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so oh, goody, I love it's fodder. It's not fodder. It's all important. It's just there's ones that are more important than others. So, okay. we're going to start off with Legend of Zelda, because everyone loves Legend of Zelda, and if you don't, I'm indifferent towards it. I don't it. want to talk to you. I'm kind of indifferent. I love Legend of Zelda. Anyway, That's good. I'm glad you like it. I, I, don't, Zelda, I don't hate it. Breath of, the, Breath of the Wild is insanely popular. I just don't like the breaking weapons. They get really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's frustrating. I mean, it, I like the concept they have. They're trying to get you to force you to use different weapons in the world. Yeah. But they break in one fight. You won't even get through a big fight without having the thing you just got break. I get it to an extent because it does make the fights a little more intense. I guess so. Sure. But at the same time... It makes them it, annoying. It way, way too much. And it makes it that no weapon special. Other than the one weapon. Well, even that one can break. Really? That's what I've heard. Well, that's really dumb. I mean, if it does, like, it would suck if it did, but I, th- I heard it can. It just takes a lot more. I'm going to throw it out there. Weapons in real life don't break that easily. Yeah. Real swords can go through a lot. Real swords are designed to pierce armor. Yeah, they they go, and they <laughs> they get damaged a bit. They'll like get nicked. You bring them to the blacksmith to kind of reshape it. Yeah, but they don't just shatter. No, that's not how swords. I mean, they might if they're really broken. Or there's a, a I fissure mean, to in be them. Fair. A lot of the weapons you're finding are you're like picking them up off the ground. They've been sitting out in the rain and stuff like that the, for sure decades. I I don't feel that's the case. I don't know. That's just so the ones you buy are it's ridiculous. Anyway, but everyone's been generally positive towards Breath of the Wild. I give it a nine and a half. You did. And you I, were the lower one. Yeah. And I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say it deserved higher. Uh I could make the argument that maybe I should have marked it lower. Knowing like because there's a thing, okay, this isn't about the, the story. This is just kind of making me think. As a reviewer you only have a certain amount of time to review a game. And with Breath of the Wild, I only had a certain amount of time to review it. So a lot of the issues with it weren't as noticeable while I was playing it. I think that's the nature of all reviewers. I mean, if you are given time to really ruminate on a project, if you have like three weeks to do a review, you'll have a much more honest review than you just walk in, play it, then write up right after you finish it. Because 
after you finished a game, you're like, well, that was amazing. I just did this thing. Mm-hmm. And then like a week later, you're like, I, I, I don't remember anything about that thing I just yeah. did. Mm-hmm. That was okay, I guess. And at Breath of the Wild for me, I think I had a week. Yeah, about a week. Uh, maybe a week and a half. Uh, that's, I think, being generous. But I, I, I didn't fair. notice how bad the lag was at some points. I'm going to throw it out um, there. I, I, I think... And people that's over with the switch. People are over hyping the like what leg the leg means. I, I don't necessarily. I am a person that doesn't really care if a thing isn't a full sixty frames a second all the time. Mm-hmm. The problem yeah. with the switch is when it's in dock mode on running on a four K I at home, it chugs quite a bit. That's the problem. Like I, a it, lot. If it like, happened every once in a while, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset at all. No, no. But the fact that it happens it's so consistently, consistently. Yeah, yeah and it's not just noticeable on breath of the wild it's every switch game that's coming out everyone's yeah. saying oh well you know sometimes it chugs and that's when i started really thinking about like wow yeah. this is this actually does happen in breath of the wild a lot it happened in bomberman it happened in uh it didn't happen in i am Setsuna, but that was a yeah. game that was made in unity it should, if that can't run on the switch there's a serious problem yeah. with switch so i mean that has nothing to do with the story but um Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, has been very popular, and a lot of people have been praising it for its open world. Mm. Yeah, something yeah that, it does have an open world. Something that... They are not wrong. That Legend of Zelda, despite always having, never really had mm-hmm. um, to this extent. I mean, I don't know. If you look at like any of the like Link to the Past or, or, or any of those ones, they do, or... Um, what's the other one I'm looking, thinking of? The th- recent 3DS one. Oh, Link Between Worlds? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, they both have an open world. It's just a two D open world, a the, flat open world. It was a hub world. Yeah, but Whereas, you could you, you could explore it. Like, to an extent, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, Zelda is a true open landscape where anything you see, you can do. Yeah, but there's still a lot of nothing. Yeah, there's well, a lot of nothing. Breath of the Wild does do a pretty good job filling in the stuff in between, um, and it did such a good job that. Series director E.G. Anuma. Anuma, yep. Yeah. Um, I've met him. He's a nice guy. Have you? I have. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I did a uh, roundtable interview with him a while ago. Oh wow, that would be. I didn't know who he was at the time. I'm just really? like, I'm, well, I didn't know. They're like, hey, do you want an interview with Nintendo? I'm like, sure. And they just put into a room and interviewed him. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, you don't realize it. Like, I um, I did that too at E3 last year. Mm-hmm. Who was it with? I don't know. Um, someone cool. Mega Man. Oh, um, number nine. His oh name's God. escaping me right now. Is What's that his it? name? No, not, not Itagaki. Um, oh, I'm, I'm off. captivating radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's his name? I don't know. But that guy. He also did. It was for Recore. I honestly don't know, Cody. Why don't you just look it up as we I'm, talk? I'm, I'm looking for it. Guys, talk about stuff. Because it's... Mm. Okay. Dead air. Yeah, this is not exciting. Um, I don't know. Well, Inafune. Anyway. It's Inafune. Inafune, thank you. Oh, yeah. my God. So I was in a room with... I was sitting next to Inafune. Mm. Because we were looking at Recore. And uh, just because the way E3 is, like, you don't have enough time to like take anything in. And they never told me who I was with. So I was just sitting in a room with a bunch of people. Mm. And he was just watching the playthrough. Didn't say anything. So uh, I have a story for you. At the E3 where the... Um, I have two stories, actually. Okay. At the E3 where they announced the 3DS. Yeah. Well, they were announcing the 3DS. Guess who I was standing next to? 
while they're announcing the 3DS? 3DS. Was it Reggie? No, it was Bobby Kotick. Oh, okay. I was just standing there. I wouldn't expect and, to see him at the end. And he was just like, on, he was just on his phone. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, meh. And he's like, that's what I think. Okay. Well, that explains Activision's support for that system. <laughs> and then later, I was uh, in, like, I think it was the round table for uh, Numa, And I was standing next to a guy. And I was just, like, just chilling out, doing nothing, because I was waiting for the presentation to start. And he's like, so, what do you think of the uh, 3DS launch? Do you think they um, brought it out well? And I'm like, oh, I, I, I gave him my extra thought. He's like, thank you. Oh, by the way, I'm the marketing manager for all of Nintendo Europe. I'm like, hey, oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> at least they know now. Yeah. But uh, Bobby Kodak, he's not, um, he's admittedly not a gamer. No, no. He so, he wouldn't be that impressed with the 3DS. No, he was just kind of sitting there with his on his phone. He was doing yeah, his thing. Yeah. He's, he's more of a, he's just an executive more than anything. Yeah. Anyway. Has gone off the rails. Oh yeah. Well, at least it got off that uh, dead air thing we had going oh, on. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, the more EG, we talk about it, the less people will know. Yeah. E.G. Anuma, uh, he he actually said uh, that they want to make open air Zelda's a a staple or staple staple. Um, going forward. Now the thing is, they don't need to do that. I'm kind of cool if they don't do that. I, to be honest. I mean. The problem is they've made Zelda so grand now they can't go back. Everything's going to be a step back. So yeah, here's my so. crazy thoughts of that. Y- you can do that still and have that be the main Zelda style. Sure. Just kind of like how Ocarina of Time changed the way uh, main Zelda entries play. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you also have you, – you can still have the smaller experiences that you'd normally have on the 3DS because they said that they want to have multiple Zelda titles on, on the Switch. So to maximize efficiency, you can churn out the smaller, like, A Link Between Worlds-type games, and you can still take them on to go on your Switch. Uh, I just don't think everything needs to be open world. Sometimes well, a, a, a tight story is important. Oh, for sure. But Zelda's never been about the story, and Zelda's always been about the world you can explore. Going back to the first one. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it makes sense. It, I mean, if they wanted to do that with Mario or something, that wouldn't make sense. That's not, that's not Mario. Yeah, I don't really want an open world Mario at all. But anyway, it's interesting to note: will that happen? They they said that they would do that with motion control, and that wasn't the case. You can well, they the tried. They, they've always had a bit of motion control in it after um, uh, Skyward Sword, but it hasn't been the same way. They use it for like aiming controls and things like that, and it does actually <laughs> help. Anyway, I thought that was a little cool little thing. Yeah, um, sure. It's it's nice to know that Nintendo's thinking forward to the next one already mm. yeah okay as long as they don't but they don't rush it so it's not something that we have to worry about but it is is a little insight to maybe what we'd see going mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. but you know what we are going to see Mega Man on the Cartoon Network yeah it looks horrible look at this yeah it does so. not look good mm-hmm. at all yeah mm-hmm. it makes me a little yeah. sad mm-hmm. yeah hey I mean it's better than what they did in I think it wasn't Marvel vs. Capcom what it was, was it? uh no it was no it was, was Marvel Street v- Fighter Cross Tekken no I think it was Marvel vs. no no it was Marvel vs. Capcom it was a Marvel vs. Yeah. Capcom where the only Mega Man that you could play as was the fat original box cover Mega Man oh I don't remember that one <laughs> you don't yeah. oh my god okay I'm gonna like open this up it was weird so what they From did Marvel was Marvel vs. Capcom uh I don't think it was Marvel vs. Capcom I think it was Street Fighter because why would why yeah it was Street Fighter Cross Tekken was it yeah oh, okay so they had. 
It's DLC, I'm guessing, then. This Mega Man. Oh, that one? Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> Um, I don't know why they did that. So for everyone that is not like, seeing what yeah, we're talking yeah. about so right now. So what it was was... Yeah. That would have been a joke. The original cover like art, art. Yeah, yeah. For, for Mega Man in North America was this weird sort of fat dude wearing blue and yellow. Hmm. He did not look like the Mega Man you know now. He looks like, no. he's like a rugged yeah, guy. Even worse than the one from Mega Man 2. Where it was just like the more humanoid version yeah. of the same costume. Yeah. Well, it was mm-hmm. kind of like a plumber that happened to put Mega Man yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... What happened was this was a this was a while back. I want to say it was 2010. No, that seems too far back. I don't know. Anyway, it was it was a while back, and mm. they announced, "Oh, we're gonna put Mega Man in mm. Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Mm. You guys want that? Mm. You want that, don't you?" And everyone's like, "Hell yeah, we do! You don't do anything with Mega Man because mm. the last time they did something with Mega Man was years before that when they had those like retro 8-bit games." Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> just Capcom in typical Capcom fashion <laughs> gave them that, mm. and. Um, Fans weren't happy. Yeah, yeah. Like, if that was, like, an alternate skin, I could see them loving it. But the yeah, fact yeah. that that was the only Mega Man. Oh, yeah. It's super frustrating. And yeah. also, the um, in Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, they used that. They used the Mega Man from that horrible 3D game for the PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know that what? That was, was irritating, too. I actually wanted to. It's funny you bring up Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, because mm. I wanted to talk a bit about it on the podcast I today. Love but I love Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. I ended up... Um, Opting to do the list instead, oh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just yeah. happy that it got brought up because yeah. that's a really good game. I love it. I just played it not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it? Could you play Zero in that one too, or is it? Yep. Yeah, Zero was in that for sure. Cool. Yeah, that was and a good game. Frank West from uh, um, God, Dead, Rising. Dead Rising. Yeah, yeah. that was a. Uh, it was one of those games. That was one of the. There was there was like a wave of fighting games. Mm. They they became popular again. They were in vogue, mm. and that was one of them that I think really helped with that because it was on the Wii mm. and that's like the most accessible system mm-hmm. and then there's this weird fighting game on it and yeah like I remember like going into EB games and there was like the big arcade controller you could get for the Wii yeah, just yeah, for yeah. Tatsunoko vs. Capcom right, yeah. such a good game I really like yeah. that one no I love it I used to play it online all the time uh, with a friend of mine we used to uh, because it was only a two-player change system, yeah, and it took as long it took as long to change characters as it did to pass the controller <laughs> off. We would, tag, we would do tag team matches. <laughs> I remember one time we uh, our, uh, uh, our name was Bronson Pusher. Okay, and we used to play it all the time. And then we were one time like walking around Chinatown downtown, and we saw like someone had a poster up saying they were hosting a Tatsunoko vs. Capcom tournament. Oh, awesome! And we were like, oh, we should go to this for sure. Yeah, get so I, like emailed the guy. And uh, he was like, okay, but you got to bring your own controller. And we used to play with the, like, two button. They had that yeah. weird, like, you could play yeah. with only two buttons. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought, it, which, like, worked so, like, it should not have worked. Yeah. It was actually amazing. And uh, they're like, you have to bring your own pro controller or your arcade stick. And we were like, no, we only do two buttons. Like, well, that doesn't count. <laughs> and I was like, well, we do pretty well with it. I do pretty well with it. And he's like, okay, well, what's your online handle? And I was like, Bronson Pusher. And then I got an email back the next day being like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I had a reputation in the uh, in the local uh, online Tatsunoko vs. Capcom world. And then uh, they sent us the details for the tournament. It was in a dorm room. Yeah. And we were like, no, it's okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're over that. Yeah, 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 it's all right. We don't need to do that. Yeah, that's not necessary. But yeah, it's um, this, this Mega Man show is... It's not. It's not for us. It's for ages. 
like it's kids ages six to eleven. Mm-hmm. So nowhere near our um, ages. It's no. it's DHX Media and Man of Action Entertainment. Oh, Man of Action. So, yeah, they did like Ben Ten. They did and, Ben yeah. Ten and um, Generator Rex. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. brutal. Well, we have uh, you know we, we've got uh, the um, I don't remember. It was like the old eighties matter. cartoon for it. Yeah. yeah for yeah. me. I grew up in the Game Boy Advance Mega Man era, the yeah. um, Battle Network era. So oh. everything was super anime, and I had, uh, a, yeah. I had an anime Mega Man show. Oh, yeah, was that was a, a thing, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. That I never uh, watched because it was dumb. Every video game from like the 80s and 90s turned into an anime. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had an anime Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and an anime Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. That was some good stuff. That's right. But, uh, well, that's, that's fun. This mm-hmm. is an anime, but Call of Duty might be coming to the big screen. Oh, okay. Because that's what we need, more video game movies. No, mm. I think Call of Duty has the best chance. Does it? Yeah, because they're saying they don't really want it to be a, like, it's not going to follow any stories from Call of Duty. There are just be a military uh, movie called Call of Duty? Yeah. What's the point? Like, what's the point? Cashing mm. in on that never-ending money cow that but is I've, Call But I've of never Duty. been like, you know, this military, this random military movie mm. would be so much better if it had a random tie-in to a video game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean... Like, it's, like, instead of the Jersey doesn't, it's the Call of Duty movie. Yeah, it seems pretty well guaranteed to be pointless. You know what, yeah. though? I mean, Modern Warfare had that, like, infamous... Yeah, story. if they had that storyline, it'd be have some reason to be a Call of Duty movie. Mm. If all it is is just oh, a random are, military movie... From, from the way it seems, they want to have callbacks to Call of Duty without uh. it being directly Call of Duty. So but I, I see, don't like, know anything about iconic, Call of Duty. I could see those, like, those iconic scenes like that. Or the airport scene. Mm-hmm. No Russian. Yeah, no, that would be too real, I think. Mm-hmm. But the airport yeah, scene this was, time period might not be great. The, the airport scene was uh, that was iconic too for a different reason, but mm-hmm. still. Um, yeah, the no happening. Russian mission. That's what yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I mean, <coughs> now that we're on the topic of Call of Duty, they're they're want they want to expand to make another mobile Call of Duty game. Sure. So that'll be fun. Really, the, the, none of this. I, I I don't hate the Call of Duty franchise. I think they've done some really good things with that series yeah. as. As much as you physically can do with make another modern military shooter game, mm-hmm. they've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I don't think we need a transmedia universe of Call of Duty because it's just random military game number five. Yeah, I mean, it's popular enough. It's hugely popular. Yeah, no, I understand, like, commercially why it's viable, but that doesn't mean it needs to happen. No, exactly. But, I mean, I'm sure Michael Bay will sign on and it'll make a billion dollars and there'll be eight of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like weird robot people. And, yeah, yeah you know. so... Get ready for that, Phil. Not only is, yeah, he'll contemplate like, retirement yet. Be like, I'm done with Transformers, and I'm making <laughs> any more of those. Doing Call of Duty. <laughs> well, contemplating retirement yet? Megan, no. Megan Fox <laughs> just randomly having an affair with one of the company <laughs> yeah, of soldiers. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, uh, I don't need this in my life. Going back mm-hmm. to the the mobile scene. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple weeks back, I want to say maybe it was a month ago. So it's going to be a deep cut for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about how I've been looking for a good, like, free-to-play Harvest Moon game. Okay. On my, on my, on my Android tablet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So this isn't free-to-play, but there actually is going to be a Harvest Moon game for iOS and Android devices. Yay. And I am really excited because Harvest Moon is my jam. It's weirdly not published by Natsume. That's weird. It's actually going to be published by Rising Star Games, who they've never actually published an app before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure. they've done work on... Like um, every mobile game ever? No. It's like 120 ne- games. They've never mobile, though. They, they made 100... They've, they've published 120 titles on, like, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo platforms. But really? On, yeah. Oh, weird. But never on, um, never on 
on the, on well, the mobile devices. Yeah, no, it looks it looks fun. It's called Harvest Moon Little Farmers. Now uh, they it, said it would it was, have to be called something like that. More for children. Yeah, with Little Farmers title. No, no kidding. But I'm gonna I'm gonna. You're a kid at heart. It cautiously shows, optimistic. Or kids of all ages, Cody. <laughs> Oh, was it Lego? Anyone ages like seven to ninety-seven or yeah, something? Yeah, like, like why not just go all the way? Just go to ninety-nine at that point. Just go a hundred. Go broke from from ages seven till death. <laughs> seven to the infinity symbol. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that'll be fun. Another cool thing: if anyone's missed out on Dishonored Two, mm-hmm. which you should probably play because I heard it's pretty good. It's good. Um, Bethesda is doing a free trial. Uh-huh. So it's actually kind of interesting what they're doing. They get the first three missions. Mm-hmm. And if you like it, you can buy it, and your save data save, uh, comes over. I think that's actually not it's a bad idea. kind of the concept of like shareware back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. where I think that's actually a really good idea. That's what demos should be. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of a thing that that save that game becomes the full game, and you can just mm-hmm. keep going. And I think it's that's pretty cool. Than what we had to deal with before when you get you'd buy like a an, a copy of gamers with a Z or something. Mm. I don't think that, that, thing. that wasn't a thing. No. I was just thinking of mm. what magazine possibly did. I can't think of it. Mm. And you'd get your Xbox demo disc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd get all the Why games on Official Xbox magazine, that would be mm. one that would have I that. Miss, I, I miss demos. Remember like PlayStation Store? Yeah. yeah. Xbox Store used to have demos. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. um, it, it would be pretty cool to... I, I hope this kind of succeeds because it's a cool idea. Well, I mean, to be fair, concept. Uh, id Software, which Bethesda now owns kind of pioneered the the real extreme of that with, like, Doom. Yeah. Like, uh, Wolfenstein and Doom. I never actually owned the full Doom. I only ever owned that first, like, episode. Yeah, I, and didn't, I, I didn't know it wasn't the full Doom yeah, for I a know. long time. Because it was yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. You could play that for a few hours. Yeah, definitely. I, like, I mastered that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I could send away for the rest of this game? I'm not doing that. <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it'll be a cool and interesting concept, and I hope it works. Yeah, um, me too. And now for the big news. Drum roll. Mm. I'm not doing Microsoft that. Microsoft has revealed specs for Project Scorpio and holy teraflops. Yeah, six of them. <laughs> All six of them. Six teraflops. Well, that was already known. but um, yeah. So Project Scorpio, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. um, it's not the successor to the Xbox One. It's supposed to be like an Xbox 1.5 almost. Okay. So like the PlayStation Pro, but mm-hmm. more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or the Xbox One too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Xbox technically the Xbox Slim is technically the Xbox 1.5. Yeah. So I guess I don't this know. This is the Xbox 1.75. It's an interesting concept that Microsoft is trying. And I remember being at E3 Sony's already talking tried it, to be with. Honest. Jed Whitaker. Uh, this is a little bit different than the PS Pro, though. I don't know if it is. The PS Pro went. Uh, the PlayStation Three was about two and a half, oh, one point eight teraflops, and the PlayStation Pro is like four teraflops. Four point two teraflops. Yeah, that's not six though. But it's still almost double. <laughs> what it was. I'm just playing with you, but um, it's an interesting concept that they're trying to do. Yeah, and yeah. I remember being at E3 last year talking to Jed Whitaker, and he was saying like, you know, I don't understand why, you know, cell phone companies can get away with, um, releasing new models of their phones every year. Mm-hmm. But if a console manufacturer does it, it's the same price, $500 well, for a phone. Yeah, well, but you, because, you can, because you can keep your cell phone for years and, it's yeah. still, and still yeah. make phone calls. Yeah. Versus if, it's, if a video game manufacturer releases a new console every year, all of a sudden you can't play games anymore and well, you need to buy a new console. So if Microsoft were to constantly release, not leaps, but steady upgrades to their systems, keeping backwards compatibility... Because mm-hmm. every once in a while, there's going to be an update for a phone where you you need 
your old stuff's not going to work on it anymore. That's happened to me before. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, here's the um, thing. I, I think... But that happens, that's like five, six years. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I'm, I'm going to exactly. throw it out there. I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. If they make consoles that, they're optional upgrades, but if you do it and you have a bigger TV or things like that, it takes mm. advantage of it. A lot of the advantages of what they're showing with the Xbox Scorpio is a kind of a 4K thing. If you have mm. a 4K TV, you get kind of really get out a lot out of this. Mm. If you just have a standard TV, a 1080p TV, mm. the original Xbox or the Xbox One or the Xbox One S mm. already kind of do what you're looking for. Mm. Yeah. So what I heard is it's like it's sort of like a mid mid range gaming PC. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, it'll it'll it, it'll have a greater focus on 1080p. Um. So in terms of the, the computing p- power, uh, the original Xbox One boasts 1.31 teraflops, mm-hmm. and this is 6 teraflops, which I still, to this day, it's feel like process- it's a made-up It's processes per second. Mm-hmm. It means... No, it, I know that. It's just, it sounds made up. The gigaflops before that. Yeah. Earlier in the day when we were having this conversation, Brenton was like, well, you know, they had megaflops before, and I was like, don't talk about the Xbox One like that. <laughs> Just kidding. Megaflops, gigaflops, teraflops. We mm-hmm. love the Xbox One. It's mm-hmm. a good console. It's fine. Um, I don't, actually, I honestly, Microsoft, weirdly enough, them in the underdog position, has made them release a more interesting set of games, a more interesting set of like updates for the system. Sony's in sitting where it is, kind of at the top. Mm. They've kind of did what they did at the end of PS2, mm-hmm. where they don't care about the press. Mm. They don't. They just do their thing. They kind yeah. of release the games. Mm-hmm. They don't really put their their basic dashboard update. Has, the the updates are so gradual. Mm. Well, Microsoft's like, we're redoing it again because it wasn't good enough for you guys. Mm-hmm. We're re- completely well, rebuilding they, the entire interface. Microsoft's always had that um, community based mentality, right? Like yeah. when the Xbox One launched, it was the idea was, you know, talk to us, tell us what you want, and we'll make it happen on the system. Um, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you with their. Offerings in terms of games. I mean, I'm trying to Xbox think of what has, they've had uh, recently. Forza's been better than the recent oh, game. Forza's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've released. Um, I don't know if everything they've done has been good, but they've tried. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I've just been trying to think of like what their heavy hitters have been. Halo, Halo Wars. Oh yeah, Halo uh, Wars will probably be the last big one. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, Crackdown's coming out, and I'm crack, really excited for Crackdown. Crackdown. Yeah, I'm still a little bitter. Gears, about, Gears, did, oh, yeah, Gears, Gears Four was a really yeah. good Gears yeah. game. Um, I'm then they had Forza Horizon 2 which was really yeah. good oh Forza Horizon 2 was so good I know um, I'm a little salty still about the Lionhead Studios getting closed down so yeah. to be fair <laughs> I, I just think they didn't think they couldn't figure a way to make money on that game it's just you didn't have to make Fable an online game like that you could have just made a Fable game and people would have liked it I know but I think they dunked so much money into it as it was no I know I'm just they, saying but they could have released what they had I enjoyed playing it every time just that should have been okay. So here's what we want to do. Okay, so Fable, but online yeah. it should have said no. <laughs> Ended it there and like make an actual Fable game. That that should have been how it went. But I mean, whatever. Anyway, um, what else does it have? It ru- it's going to run on the Direct X12. Sure. Uh, so the idea is that we'll be able to cut down the CPU workload mm. uh, by half. Well, I mean, what what you're getting is they're, they're kind of implementing all the latest technologies they've implemented on the PC and bringing it over the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I still question Microsoft's reasoning because you can already play almost every Xbox game on the PC. Yeah. And most gaming PCs are probably easier to get. And yeah. probably and you probably already have... If you're an actual gamer and you already have a gaming PC, it's probably already more powerful than this Xbox. Yeah. 
Like, I know my gaming PC at home is not the biggest beast on the planet, <clears throat> but I'm running a three-monitor setup on a video card that already has more power than this thing has. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where... And 32 gigs of RAM, because I, I can. I get why Microsoft is trying to kind of bring back yeah. the PC crowd. Because, yeah. I mean, that was the, X, the original Xbox, most of those titles were available on, yeah, I mean, on PC uh, as well. But at the same time, you are creating competition for yourself and if you're creating if you want to if you want to sell hardware yeah you can't offer it on pc as well oh, here's the thing i don't think microsoft cares where it sells the products or where it sells the services they just want you subscribing to their services and paying for their services that's fair i mean there's so how I mean, many steam boxes out exactly there, right? I, mean, I don't think microsoft's approach is bad <clears throat> and it also it gives people that can't afford a massive gaming pc an option if they price it properly if it's like 500 bucks and it allows people that can't afford a $1,000 gaming PC the chance to play those games. Yes, we're talking from a place of privilege where we all have, well, other than Phil, we all have computers that can, right. put, yeah, can play pretty much anything. But if you don't and you want to play these games, having a system that costs 500 bucks compared to a system that costs 1200 mm-hmm. is a big advantage to people. Yeah, especially when adult, like, money matters. Yeah, no, totally. And if they price it properly and they actually price it aggressively and push it to people that can't afford the bigger systems but still gives them access to games that they want to play at speeds and quality they think is worth it. Yeah. It's like young people, university students, people that are on a fixed income. That'll, yes, you could say they shouldn't buy a gaming system if that's the case, but it gives them the option to do it, and it gives them the option to do it at a fair, fair price. Sony has something with PlayStation Pro. Xbox needs to step up there. Yep. I think this is a good move. No, totally. I mean, I haven't tried it myself, only... Um, it was only Digital Foundry, that Digital got Foundry which is a subsidy of Eurogamer. A subs- yeah, a subset of Eurogamer. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, uh, <laughs> but I, I do think if Microsoft plays it properly and actually targets it properly, it could be a good move of Microsoft. If they place it at 800 bucks, it's, it's stupid, and I don't know what they're doing. That's, that's going to be the big thing, yeah. is where are they going to price that. But if, I, it, if they basically just move all the other Xbox SKUs down 100 bucks yeah. and make this one $100 more, that's fine. Yeah, no, totally. And yeah. I, I'm... I'm rooting for them because the more competition we have, the better. And I, I really don't want Sony to get complacent. Yeah. And I don't think the Xbox is a bad system. I think they've got, they actually have done with the indies. Yeah. Um, they've they've made Xbox Live you actually not bad. They and the backwards compatibility on Xbox three, uh, the Xbox 360 backwards compatibility on Xbox One oh, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact you they every single week they're like, hey. These, this slew of games you might have already now work. Yeah. So the Xbox One library has already expanded. I just packed up my original 360, put it on the shelf, because any game I wanted to play is now available. Yeah, no, mm. totally. And, like, Sony- Microsoft has something, and it sucks that they're uh, right out the gate. They, yeah. they angered so many fans. But the thing is, they fixed that quickly. It's just the well, market. did. The problem is you can't. It's, it it's takes the, longer than... Yeah, and people are still talking about, oh, you can't do that on, on Xbox One. I'm like, that, that hasn't been true since before it launched. But yeah. it's the fact that people got that in their head, and it's hard to get that out of your head. Once you've soured the milk, it's yeah. hard to get it back. It took Nintendo five years. Yeah. Uh, so, probably more than that, if you think about like, yeah. the tail end of the Wii. Yeah. And only now people are starting to talk about exactly. it positively. So, I mean, um, I, I think... I think Mike, Scorpio is a good step in that direction, though, to, to, to change it's that. It's a stupid mentality. name. They have to change the name. <laughs> well, it's probably it's going to be like the Xbox One more. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to cost. But, <laughs> but yeah. If they called it the Xbox One Two, I would think, yeah, okay, that's stupid. I'm down. 
And they call it just the Xbox Two. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But then you're you're suggesting that this is a new console. They call it the Xbox mm-hmm. 2017. They call it the Xbox 1.5. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's probably the best. It doesn't. Best really, idea. It, it honestly doesn't matter. They can but call it anything they want. They can call it the Xbox E. Yeah. Like they, they already have the Xbox S. Maybe the Xbox Z. Who cares? All, all I'm gonna say is <laughs> the Microsoft. Xbox S. No, they already have S. P. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft. X power. I'm rooting for you. Just remember, I'm still salty about Fable, and if you do the same thing to me with Crackdown. Well, what about Scalebound? Remember that one? Sad. I wanted to be an extreme teen wearing headphones on a dragon. <laughs> Scalebound was... It, it had premise. And I mean, like... Platinum Games, they... It could have been really good or really yeah. bad. And I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming it was probably closer to the the latter there. Because it got I've, cancelled. No, not so, it, it might have just not been shaping up to be a full game. It might have yeah. had some great scenes, some great concepts. But it wasn't a fun game to fully go through. It's really sad to see that get cancelled. Because Microsoft yeah. was pushing that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, until they weren't. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. It was every single show they were showing it off, and then they just stopped. Yeah. Well, I remember and then, they had that big scene at E3 last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean... I don't know. I mean... We're rooting for Microsoft, because, you know, the more competition, it was the just, better. It was just after E3, wasn't it? Yeah. They basically showed it off, like, oh, it's canceled now. It wasn't just after E3. It was recently. It was August. Canceled. Like, August, wasn't it? No. Oh, no, it got canceled, like, more recently. Maybe September. I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but either way, I'm moon- I really am rooting for them because I want competition in the space. And let's yep. be honest, the Switch is not competition for the PlayStation Four. No, it's not. Um, the it, Switch. It is not. It's the powerful. Switch is the complementary console. Yeah. It. You have both. Yeah. Um, I like what the Switch is doing. I think it's really neat. Uh, but speaking of which, let's go for the movie news. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's switch to movie news. <laughs> I want. To do the transitions, I am the host. Yeah, you failed, Cody. You failed. I'm sick of this. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, first up, um, you're gonna talk. I was. I didn't get to talk about this last week, but did you guys see that it trailer? Oh yeah, it's not bad. Oh, it looks fun. Yeah. Looks super fun. And it's now also the most viewed trailer of all time. Really? I yep. want to say yeah. beat, beat Beauty and the Beast. They did a great job of making Oshawa not look like <laughs> crap hole that it yeah, is. That's and true. I can say that because I lived in Oshawa for really? a very long time. I thought time. it kind of looks like a crap hole. That's the point. Really? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, looked, it looked a lot nicer than what it really is. Yeah. <laughs> Less smog. Yeah, well, they didn't. it wasn't shot exclusively there. There was some stuff here as well. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe yeah, that's yeah. what it was. So it's, it's, it's small town America viewed from Canada. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, in which the TV movie it from the, ni- from the 90s was shot in Vancouver. So it all balances out. Um, yeah, I think it looks really good. I have high hopes for it, especially since it's focused entirely on the first half of it, which yeah. is by far the best half of it. I mean, it's not a giant spider. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully, and hopefully, doesn't conclude with a gang rape. But we'll see. Was there a gang rape in the book? Yes. Oh, yeah. Remember the female friend decides to usher all her friend into manhood at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. I guess it's more an orgy than a rape. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's but a little bit better. It's, well, they're children, though. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sure that won't be there, but I just... You know something? Just go for it. Just go all out. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's especially, it was especially gross in, a, like, because like, it's really, like, a metaphor for um, child abuse. Yeah. 
molestation. And it's weird to write this gigantic, epic horror tome to the yeah. horrors of child abuse and then include a bit where like five 15-year-old boys bang one 15-year-old girl at the same time. <laughs> it's it's kind of inappropriate. So I'm That's hoping weird. in teenagehood, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Somebody, I all do crazy things yeah. when we're teenagers. Well, we all had random orgies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, hopefully they don't do that. But um, yeah, hope, anywho, hope beyond that, yeah, I think it looks really good. I mean, like, I am still concerned about um, the performance of Pennywise because while I enjoy the like aesthetic of it, yeah, it's still our mighty big uh, clown shoes to fill. Oh yeah. Um, so well, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's some of the best, biggest clown shoes you can ever fill. It pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. But anyway, I was just amazed that it became the highest gross, uh, the highest viewed trailer all the time. Really just speaks more than anything else to had like how deeply scarred several generations were by that original TV movie and god willing the, this one even comes close alright so anyway um, there's that and then in addition to grosses uh, both Split and Get Out are now officially like the highest grossing Bloomhouse movies of all time it's awesome. hey. well, it did really really well like Get Out slowly spilling out across the world yeah um, I think Get Out isn't it one of the uh, highest grossing uh, movies ever produced by a African American actor, uh, African American director, filmmaker, yeah, yeah. and a first time yeah. screenwriter, a first time director as yeah. well. Um, but it's yeah, it's slowly spilling out all over the world. It likely, I, I have a feeling, it's probably not going to do as well outside I, of North America. I, I feel it's a North American concept. I think it's. Yeah. I think there's that. It's it's very specifically to North America, but also I think it's. Um, well, most like genre and horror movies sort of get by in multiple cultures because yeah. they're sort of visually based. So much of like what makes especially the first half of the mm-hmm. Get Out work is all subtle social interaction. Right. That I don't think is going to translate as well through subtitles or I don't feel it would, different no. languages. No. But uh, Split um, did make a fortune overseas. Um, really? So, yeah. It huh. made, so it's it made close to $250 million. It's one of the most successful M. Night Shyamalan movies at this point. Good on him. Um, I mean, so. I still don't love his latest set selection of work, but I mm-hmm. really am happy that he's actually... Have you seen Split? No. I've, it's quite good. Yeah, I, I know. My point yeah. is that He's had a downturn, period. Mm. So I'm really happy to see kind of back to A-form. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But it just more than anything else, I'm just like thrilled for Bloomhouse because these are, you know, they'd had $100 million hits before in Paranormal Activity movies, but those were still weird, anomaly, Paranormal Activity movies, and I'm glad to see it happen okay. with like actually polished, professional oh, nice. genre movies that were like really well put together. So That's good. Good for Bloomhouse, and uh, also good for whoever, everyone involved with those movies because the reason they get... Uh, um, those movies made for five million dollars yeah. is everyone works for scale and everyone shares in the profits. So that's awesome. Everyone's doing really well. Uh, th- is that how they work it? So yep. basically, you, they have a profit share method. So. Yeah, totally. That's so that's how like uh, Ethan Hawke or Catherine Keener. Oh, that's or, how they. Oh, because that's, that's how, how they get the cast in and the filmmakers as well. Like M Night, M Night would normally make much more for his movies, but to work with Bloomhouse, he works scale and then shares in the profit. Like uh, the back end. Totally. That's awesome. So Jordan Peele's made a fortune off of Get Out, but he didn't get paid sure. a fortune for the start. That's exactly. that's a really good way to do yeah, it. Exactly. So, uh, so anyway, there's that. Um, also, uh, Joss Whedon's doing Batgirl. We didn't talk about that. How you guys feel about that? Oh, um, I don't care. Like, it's kind <laughs> of. I mean, I, I like Joss Whedon. I think he does some great stuff. Mm. But his latest stuff has just kind of been blah. I mean, just the most recent Avengers movie. Yeah. Other than that, it's all been pretty good. Mm. I didn't. I didn't like. Uh, what was that other one? Serenity. Firefly. No. Cabin in the Woods. No. Dollhouse. Really That's good. the one. Okay. Yeah, Dollhouse wasn't the greatest. No. But it was still kind of cool. Yeah, it was okay. Um, the first season was good. The, yeah, yeah. the only thing I'll take away from that is DC wants to be Marvel mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. DC movies. 
So WB mm. wants to be Disney so bad. To be mm. fair, WB owns DC. That's yeah. I'm not. They're I, all the same company. No, They're I'm all Time Warner. Like, the comics don't. Mm. The comics uh, have their own feel and tone to them. They do. Mm-hmm. Sure. They're very. They're they're very. But I mean, it's all the same company. Yeah. No, I'm mm. saying that. I meant to say that the movies. Yeah. For sure. Which are, I'm just. I'm just hoping it's more of a sign of them actually giving some sort of control to their filmmakers because I hope I, don't think, <laughs> I hope I, I just don't think that Joss Whedon would sign on to it, it no I don't think we'd have uh, final cut or anything like that he'll quit in a few months yeah that's true he'll, he'll quit we'll find out if he quits yeah if, if he quits because he's not doing he's not gonna let people push him he around he doesn't anymore. need to no, no. so he, he's, he's if he quits that movie's Avengers dead movie. yeah exactly if he quits that movie's dead yeah that's definitely. the answer yeah. but I think he's, not, he's also not going back to Marvel because I mean, he's over them too it mm-hmm. would be cool if he's burned that bridge well it would be cool if like we get that Batman movie before we get Batgirl but mm-hmm. you know something I don't care I think we, I'm sure we will well they, they yeah. I don't guarantee it just based on how pers- production schedules work like they just like they just signed Joss Whedon none of this there's no script or anything no oh, okay that I, Batman one they're at least like they may be throwing out the script but they at least have a foundation I mean like the, that Batman one if, it, if it doesn't start doing it really soon I'll be surprised yeah well yeah 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 well they're um, they're they just they're delayed entirely just because uh, Matt Reeves has to yeah. finish up uh, War of the Planet of the Apes and has all his obligations to that. But as soon as that's over, they're going full steam ahead with that. And so. I think that's and the first trailer for War of the Planet of the Apes hit, didn't it? Yeah, yep. yeah. which looks amazing. I yeah. can't wait. Well, it's the second trailer. Okay, oh, I guess on first trailer yeah. it was a teaser before yeah. whatever that distinction is. But oh god, does that War of the Planet of the Apes ever look good? And the the CGI just keeps so getting better. Oh, it's amazing. But anyways, sorry, I keep yeah. just derailing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, it's I mean, gonna be the longest podcast just, in history. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. it was just the Joss Whedon doing Batgirl thing. I'm really excited about it. I think he's the guy to do it. I think it's a shame he didn't get to do Wonder Woman because I know he had tried for years to do that and they wouldn't. Let him do it. I'm hoping Wonder Woman was good. I, it's not going to be. No, it's but not. I applaud your hope. Um, I hope for a lot of things. Yeah. So why did everyone think that that was going to be the good one? What Wonder, Wonder Woman? Woman? We didn't. Everyone did. I, I Mostly didn't. everyone seemed positive. Well, because he, she was the only part that was good in Batman v Superman. So they're like, well, if they, a full movie of that. Batman v Superman. Who? Ben Affleck was good in Batman v Superman. Yeah, he was, wasn't awful. He was all right. Um, I think everyone had hope just because it's Wonder Woman and female empowerment yeah. and uh. so forth. Rah, rah. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, no, I don't have, I don't think it's going to be good. I don't I'll go that. see it. I mean, I knew it wouldn't be good. As, I, I just, I, to be honest, it's more than anything else is Gail Godot. Yeah, um, Gal Godot. Like, I like Gal Godot. That's right. Um, like, I enjoy those Fast and Furious movies, but they do not require any acting on her part and whatsoever. And she does none. And there she's was not none. a great actor. And I don't understand why Wonder Woman has it, like, French accent? That seems odd to me. I, I, you know, I, the I, French Amazonians. Yeah. I'm going to throw it out there. It seems like she really enjoys playing that character. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure she's having a great time, <laughs> and the photographs look fantastic. As long as she does um, not. Whenever she's acting, it's pretty that's bad. That's when things get her a little bit. And even just in the small three-minute segments. I'm sure she's fine. So I'm sure she's fine yeah. when she does French movies. Does she yeah, do French yeah. movies? Um, no, she was a model oh. before Fast and Furious. Well, then never mind. Yeah, she's, she's, she's awful. An she's, awful. Actress. Yeah. <laughs> she's awful. So, um, she's, she looks yeah, like she's having I, fun. And but I saw her in, um, she's in that Zach Galifianakis, John Hamm movie in the fall, and she wasn't great in that either. Um, uh, oh, was that the, um, Keeping Up with the Joneses? Yeah, that was yeah. not a good movie. Yeah, it wasn't super great. Um, so, like, I hope it's good. It would be great if it was, but I have, uh, very low no expectations yeah. about that. Yeah. That's fair. Um. So, but background. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I like it. I like. I, I think he's an interesting choice, and I'm excited to see what he does yeah, with it. Cool with that. Totally. Um. All right. Next up. Oh, this is fun. Um. So apparently, during all of the uh, 
press tours um, that they've had for the Fate of the Furious so far. Yep. Um, uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock have not been in the same room together uh. at any time, and everything's been uh, organized and scheduled so that they never have to look at each now, other. Now, is this or feud just part of the marketing, or they actually? I mean, f- I initially thought it was part of the marketing. Now I don't know anymore. Okay, because mm-hmm. I remember when that was the big thing. The Rock like sent an Instagram out about how he's so angry yeah, that yeah. someone's ass is candy and I'm like for sure yeah I thought for sure <laughs> someone's ass is yeah, candy yeah 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 no candy asses yeah said, there's a candy ass on the set and everyone deduced it was Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel posted the thing where he's like I'm gonna tell you the truth don't you worry and then nothing happened <laughs> and I assumed it was yeah I assumed at the time it was all hype and I particularly assumed that they were gonna fight at Wrestlemania yeah. that's what I figured was gonna yeah. happen but then that didn't it clearly didn't happen oh that come on if The Rock had fought no. Vin Diesel at Wrestlemania that would have been amazing The Rock can barely wrestle wow well, I mean because he's re- like carrying watermelons in his <laughs> chest now well, yeah, it would have been ridiculous. That would have been the point. Um, but uh, you actually think it might be real now? Yeah, and I'm starting to wonder. And also, like, I had a conversation with a publicist. Yeah, where I like said that theory, and she was like, "No, no, I've heard things. It was very real. <laughs> so um, it's very possible." Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Vin Diesel in particular seems like he's become very difficult. And I heard a funny. Um, yeah, I heard an interview with Rob Cohen, who directed the original yeah. Fast and Furious recently. And he, I guess, he's been around since the 70s. He was an executive before he became a director. So yeah. he's friends with Steven Spielberg. So he said that he called Steven Spielberg before he cast Vin Diesel in the first Fast and yeah. Furious and asked him what he was like to work with on Saving Private Ryan because it was one of his first movies. Yeah. And he said Spielberg just paused for a long time and said, there's a reason why I killed him first. <laughs> <laughs> so I think... He has an ego? He has a big ego. And yeah. And he doesn't do anything... And I've heard like there, and I've heard like on the you. new I've movie there Riddick. were times where he just didn't show up all day to the set. Like he would show up late all the time, and then some days he just wouldn't show up at all. That sounds and, bad. Yeah, it's really bad. So, um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Now apparently, yeah, The Rock and Vin Diesel aren't even like uh, allowed to be in the same room together, which I find particularly distressing because like I'm invested in this series, and I don't want The Rock to not be involved in future <laughs> Fast and Furious movies because that's when they got good, and that would really ruin the whole thing if he wasn't around anymore. So, like, I'm really hoping that I'm still clinging to the hope that this is, in fact, some sort of crazy just stunt because I don't I can't watch this family get broken up. Yeah. It's sounding really it's all about family. It is. And mom and dad are fighting. And yeah. I'm having a really hard time dealing with it. It's not cool. Uh, OK. Speaking of, tra- uh, of people feuding, uh, Sylvester Stallone has left the Expendables series. No. Um, and hasn't uh, Schwarzenegger said he won't... Schwarzenegger said he won't do it. Wasn't... Producers are marching forward, though, so don't worry. But, but Sylvester okay. Stallone was the heart and soul. Wasn't he the one that set it up? Yeah, he yeah, it was his it. movie. He wrote them. He directed the first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they weren't good, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, the second one I thought was pretty fun. Uh, um, are there three now? Yeah, there are three total. Oh, the God. third one was horrible. The first was that the one, one that just leaked online like yeah, a month before it came one. out? Yeah, yeah. That one was horrible. The second... The first one was okay but disappointing yeah second one's great okay yeah it's and i'll punch anyone that says otherwise uh, i've never seen it i don't know but um oh you should i it will eventually spectacular but uh anyway the producers are still going forward i don't know how how or why but um, why not that's the point they making expend to bells at one point yeah they keep talking about I'm that gonna kill myself but then the uh, right the, uh the all lady oceans 11 beat them to the punch oh, okay. so i guess they're gonna wait and see how that one does and then do expend to bells yeah yeah oh yeah definitely bells um, yeah Yep. Damn it. Oh, and here's a fun one. So uh, Adam McKay, um, who did uh, Anchorman yeah, yeah. and everything, and he did, did the big short, he's doing a movie about Dick Cheney. 
and uh, is it called Dick? Uh, I don't know what it's. I don't is think it it's a horror movie? Um, yeah, kind of. I think it's going to be like an angry satirical okay. thing, not a silly one. More like Big Short. And uh, he's cast Dick Cheney. Yeah, and it's Christian Bale. Christian Bale's going to kill someone. He's going to get so method. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Someone's going to yeah. die. I can't wait. He's going to like, yeah, he's going to shave he's his head. He's going to gain a lot of weight. Yeah. And oh, it's going to be fantastic. It's one of those things where like I read that and I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, no way. That's yeah, it's like I said, yeah. Because yeah. there's no one. Because like Philip Seymour Hoffman's gone, rest in peace. So there's no one that just naturally would fall into that <laughs> role anymore. So well, I mean, he, if you Bale look at what, what was Christian Bale in um, American Hustle? Yeah. yeah, and he was balding in that oh, movie. Totally, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, oh, he's done it. Oh, and yeah. didn't he like? And he'll do it again. Didn't he have to like drop all that weight really quickly? Yeah, yeah super yeah, bad. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you, you can't look like a fat balding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he does that all the time. Well, and also <laughs> like Bale's got to be careful. Like you can. Oh yeah, really. no. He 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 had dropped out of a movie uh, last year because he couldn't gain the weight in time because his oh, doctors wow. were like, "You can't keep doing stop this. doing this." Yeah. Um. No, he no. The most dramatic one was you said the machinist. Yeah. So the he did uh, Batman Begins right after that. Yeah. Oh god. So he looked like the machinist and then had like three months. Oh god. To bulk up, I don't know how. And he, he was it. like emaciated. I know, movie. right? Yeah. yeah, like he like looked like he was about to die. Yeah. So how do you do? I guess eat lots of raw chickens. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's just super committed. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, I think that's hilarious. He's gonna play Big yeah. Dick Cheney, and I can't wait. Um, for Adam McCain, nevertheless, that should be a good time. Yep. And then, last story, um, uh, Ben Wheatley, who's one of my favorite filmmakers, did Kill List and Sightseers yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, he's got a new movie in the, that he's going to start shooting in the summer called Freak Shift. And it's about a world where uh, monsters have started rising up at night and attacking people around the world. So the government has hired a group of thrill seekers to go out at night and kill them on contract. That sounds amazing. I can't wait. Yes. And they've si- so far have signed on Army Hammer and Alyssa Vikander. Yeah, and sure. It's I'm done. The summer, and yeah. I can't wait. Yep. And the fact that even it's called Freak Shift, like everything about that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. So that's it. Should cool. we go to the ad now? We should. Let's jump to the ghost of Coupons Pass. Yes. <laughs> Man, I wish I could get new comics every month, but I'm broke and oddly always $5 short. Lame. Wait, five bucks short, you say? Well, I've got something special for you. What the hell was that? It's me, the discount ghost of Coupons Pass. Are you scared? What the f- Use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, to get $5 off your next comic bento subscription. So wait, if I use the code CGMEG, all in caps, all one word, I get $5 off my next comic bento? Yes, use the code CGMEG in all caps, all one word, and get $5 off your next comic bento. A whole $5, eh? Now that's scary. And we're back. Hey. hey. So I did forget one thing in news I wanted to tell you. Okay, okay no worries. Get into it. A fun. Uh, there was an interview with Ridley Scott discussing Alien, and he said he he said that uh, he did the movie originally didn't get to end the way he wanted to, and oh. the original plan for the ending was that it was everything was going to be the same up to the point when uh, Ridley Scott. Oh, it was, Ridley Scott when <laughs> Ripley yeah. shoots uh, the alien with the harpoon yeah. in the doorway and then the harpoon was going to have no effect on the alien the alien was going to march straight for a terror head off oh, okay. and then it was going to end with like the alien recording a message recording her message into the voice machine saying how Ripley signing off mimicking her voice like oh, the alien can mimic voices but it didn't yeah but then the studio was like hey he's uh, <laughs> no we're not doing this, that this is too much <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. To be fair, an Alien Two, but, Aliens mm-hmm. would have uh, 
would have just like started with like them responding to the message. I guess so. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I think cool. that would have been interesting because it makes the aliens less just animals and actually into more intelligent yeah. life form for sure, for sure. And it yeah, it just a di- completely different route, and it also makes them far more terrifying. Oh, for sure, yeah. Well, would have yeah, would have changed everything. Who would even knows if there would be a franchise yeah. after that? And right? then there wouldn't be Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. And like, that's okay. We don't. It's not a world I want. <laughs> I do kind of have a soft spot for the first Alien it's versus right. Predator. Yeah. I it's a buddy cop movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do. I like. I just like seeing the Alien Predator together. It makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked, I liked when King Kong fought Godzilla, too. Yeah, that imagine. wasn't a great movie. You know what I mean? Imagine, like, 1995. You're like, you know what? Alien and Predator, they're going to they're gonna be in a movie together sometime. Mm-hmm. They're going to fight each other. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I remember having that conversation. Oh, yeah? For sure. And then I saw the movie. I'm like, oh. So I, I got to ask you. That. So I kind of like the first one. The second one's one of the worst things ever made. It is just so angry. So, so horrible. Here's the thing for me. I never really had to, like, I never got to have those conversations because... Yeah. I was so young when those movies came. Not so mm. young. I was a kid when those movies came out, though. Yeah, you would have. Um, well, Cody, you like weren't 12. born. No, <laughs> you weren't born when the original Alien came out. Yeah. neither was I or Phil. Yeah. No, no. But what I'm saying is that, like, I never got to have those, like, oh, who would win in a fight? Because, yeah. like, I was barely cognitive with both. I knew Alien and Predator. But Alien, I Alien vs. Predator came out in, like the end of the '90s. Not, so. I, I didn't mm. know enough. Alien vs. No, Predator. No, no, it didn't. Like 2006. Yeah, yeah. I was like okay. 12. Yeah. Oh. Came out. Uh, yeah. But the yeah. thing is, I never got to have the conversation in my, with my friends about like who would win. So I got to ask you: when you were like, younger and you were having those conversations, who did you think would win? Mm. Oh, easy. I it mean, was, like clearly, my, yeah. clearly the predator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like predator. Well, number one is like sentient and intelligent. It, <laughs> to me, it always came down to like the like: is it one on one? If it's one on one, predator. No yeah. Question. If it's predator versus an entire hive of aliens, then that's different. Yeah. That's a different deal. I mean, like the predator is like trained to be a hunter, even though yeah. they're not te- originally part of the same universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The concept was that the predator. They're like the race of super hunters. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. it's like a new predator that's just like just learning to be a predator. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a seasoned predator, mm-hmm. those th- that's the entire thing they do. They don't seem to really have culture beyond hunt things. Oh, for sure, totally. But like, if there's an entire hive of hundreds, oh yeah, of thousands the, the of predators aliens, dead. Then what are you gonna do? Yeah. I mean, they got acid. Turns out that like they they were like harvesting them and mm-hmm. you know, because they they, they use them to train. Ground, them. Yeah, well, not even training ground; it's a proving ground. So. Yeah, yeah. According to Alien vs. Predator, that's where they prove themselves as hunters, yeah. and then imagine how bad that makes. Think about how bad like that, that, that makes Alien look, though. Yeah, yeah. the aliens look. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're like an insect race. They're yeah, not, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the predators are weird, aren't they? Predators? Yeah. What do you mean? They're not. The actual look of a predator is a weird creature. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're terrifying. Definitely. But they all wear like armor that make them look like. Yeah. Yeah. When I was invisibility clothes. When yeah. I was younger, yeah. I was I was always a big fan of this. Predator Two. Oh, I love Predator Two. Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've, I've mean, always really heard bad, bad yeah. things. It's about really it. bad. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I always had a soft spot for it. It's, it's like campy, super, but it's a good time. It's like super yeah. future angry LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1997, yeah. futuristic 1997. Yeah. In Los Concrete Angeles. jungle yeah. going. Yeah, and the cast is great. It's got like Gary Busey is and Danny Glover Paxton and Danny Glover's yeah. main yeah. character. And uh, it's a good movie. No, it's not. I mean, I mean, okay, it's a good bad movie. Yeah, it's a good movie in the sense that RoboCop Two is a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's not good. Like I would never put it on a top. Ten BAFTA list or anything. <laughs> no, but it is it is underrated. I agree. Yeah. A lot of people just tear apart Predator and Predator Two, and that's undeserved. It is actually a lot of fun. It's because Arnie's not in it. Yeah, I think that's at the end. Oh, of for the, sure. And that was like when I, when I first saw when I was a kid, I was like, "This or, is ridiculous." Where's Arnold Schwarzenegger? Was it, I can't even watch. No, I think was it Jesse the Body Ventura? Was that the yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah? But the thing is, I think it was interesting the way 
they made they changed the formula because Predator One, basically mm. the Predator, you barely saw it. It yeah, just yeah. kind of existed, and it took on this entire team of seasoned Marines. Yeah, yeah. And had no problem dealing with them. Yeah, yeah. And then the second one, he fights a uh, like an old cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true. It's and true. then he fights gangs for a while. Yeah, yeah. It takes out entire gangs for it no reason. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it is so much fun. I agree. Definitely. Like, yeah. I, I honestly don't know why he was taking out all those gangs. It's unclear. But he wanted to prove himself. He wanted to hunt. Wasn't there something also about dreadlocks where they like saw? Yeah, because they were like Jamaican gangs yeah. or something about the dreadlocks. They were kind of intimidated by or something like that. It was really <laughs> racist. Yeah, it's not without its problems. I haven't seen it in a while. It's you know great. what though? There's that really good uh, video game, like two generations ago. It was like Predator Concrete Jungle. I don't remember that. And at I all. believe it was based off of Predator Two because okay. it was all in the city. It was oh, the two the like two like a. There was a Predator 2 Nintendo game. Is that no, 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 no. This was, oh, like, on the, like, original Xbox and okay. PS2. Oh, God. Like, yeah, it's called Predator Concrete Jungle. I remember playing it when I was a kid and liking it. Yeah. I haven't heard of it or seen it since. That's so probably right. I, I want to keep it up there in my brain with the happy memories, you know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Fast. That's yeah. Fair. Definitely. But, you know, I think you had some movies you saw today. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. Well, the main <laughs> one I'm going to talk about is, uh, unfortunately, yeah, this week is really, really horrible. Um, the big new release is uh, Going in Style. Um, oh, I've heard that's not the good. The movie with, yeah, with Michael Keaton yeah. and Morgan Freeman and uh, They're all old Alan Arkin being old guys. And they just, the system's sticking <laughs> it to them. So they decide to stick it to the system by robbing a bank. And it's just, and Zach Braff directed it. Oh. So it's, it's did he ever make his Kickstarter movie? Oh, he sure did. Oh, was it good? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awful. Um, but no, this was terrible. And uh, I won't talk about it further except to share a little story. When I saw it at the screening last okay. night, there was an elderly couple behind me. Yeah. And at one point, who like target audience. Yeah. And at one point, the husband fell asleep. And his his wife woke her up, woke him up because yeah. he was snoring. Yeah, and she said, "You missed the robbery." And he said, "Oh, I don't care. It's so <laughs> stupid." I think I about sums that up. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty that's succinctly. Pretty yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the one I'm going to talk about um, is The Void, um, which is coming out on iTunes, and I think there's some VOD as well okay, this nice. week. Uh, it's Canadian film. I love it's good by, horror. Yeah, totally. It's by the Astron Six Group that did the editor and Manboard. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Father's Day. Father's um, Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a nasty one. And uh, this is the most. This is yeah the first time they sort of done a. Normally they do very campy, very exaggerated, yeah. silly, almost like Tim and Eric kind of mm. takes on horror movies. This one is their first serious one, and uh, it works really, really well. It's um, yeah the guys who directed it are uh, the guys behind Manborg, and they're now. Uh, effects artists based in Toronto so they've worked on everything from like Pacific Rim yeah, to yeah. Suicide Squad and stuff doing compositing and prop design and all that sort of stuff and as soon as my phone complies I will tell you their names is Jeremy Gillespie Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Kostansky okay. and this one The Void um, is essentially like a big long homage to John Carpenter oh that's neat um, and yeah it's about <clears throat> uh yeah, so it starts with this like cop on a lonely road, and he mm-hmm. finds this uh, this uh, guy who's like high on some sort of drug, and no one knows quite. quite he, he's unsure what's going on, so he takes him to the local hospital. And there's it's, they're really short. They're incredibly short staffed that night, so there's just like a nurse, yeah, yeah. Two, a, a nurse, a nurse trainee, and a doctor. And yeah. then as soon as everyone's all inside the hospital, then this like cult wearing like 
white sheets with triangles on their faces who never speak out loud surround the building just like the young thugs mm. in Assault on Precinct 13. And they're trapped inside. And then once they're trapped inside, uh, some of the patients start to mutate into giant tentacle Lovecraft monsters. Of course. And uh, obviously connected to the cult in some way. And then a uh, father-son vigilante duo with shotguns show up. And then people have weapons. Does it have connections to Lovecraftian horror or just? Um, it's not like overt, but it is definitely like there's an alternate dimension okay. that someone's worshipping. And these creatures are being brought in from the alternate dimension mm. in the hopes of creating an apocalypse of sorts. That's neat. So it is definitely connected to Lovecraftian horror, but it's also Lovecraftian in that you never know specifically exactly what's happening with it, okay. which works in its benefit. Yeah. Um, it's definitely like shot in scope and features a synth soundtrack like John Carpenter. As it should. It has a siege thing. It has a, sie a siege quality and a like impenetrable metaphysical horror quality like uh, Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Um, it has uh, the monster designs are very much inspired by the thing and they're really really strong it's all pretty well uh, entirely rubber monster uh, rubber, oh, neat, okay. rubber suit design but mm. then also shot in shadows and from angles where you can't quite see exactly what's mm. happening uh, it's very gory it's very action packed the action is very minimalist, minimalistic and terse but the acting is good um, and uh, as it stretches out towards the sort of apocalyptic finale you know, there's also some like Clive Barker uh, mm -hmm. disgusting imagery as also, well that pops okay. in so it's very much a hodgepodge homage um, but one that kind of does turn into its own thing mm. and um, I think it's like certainly I would say would play best for people who love that type of 80s horror yeah, movie yeah. Um, for people that unfamiliar I think it would play well too mm. you just would be you'll just be disgusted yeah. and wonder why this sort of thing happens. Um, but more than anything else, like I've always found the Astro and Six guys very talented. Yeah, yeah. But what I like about this is uh, seeing them do something seriously for once and actually have it work. And yeah. I think it kind of proves how talented they are on a different level. And um, I was really, really impressed. And uh, I really urge people to go check it out because uh, awesome. it's a type of horror movie that we sort of complain doesn't exist. But these guys made one. and uh, You should watch you it. You should watch it. Yeah, nice. stop complaining. Get off your ass and go watch it. Go nice. watch The Void. It's great. Nice. So, yeah, they're great. And also, if you haven't seen any of the other Astron 6 stuff, I really meant looking it up, particularly the editor is absolutely oh, hilarious. Oh, heard that's really good, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, you have to uh, – like, The Void – I th it would work if you hadn't seen John Carpenter. Yeah. You just prefer it more. With the editor, you have to have seen Italian horror okay. movies, or it's just not gonna make any sense. I love Italian horror. Yeah. So it's good. Then you're ready to go, um, and it is an absolute blast. And Dude. then I can also, since I wasn't in last week, yeah, let's talk very about, briefly talk yeah. about Ghost in the Shell. Did you guys see Ghost in the Shell? No, no. But I, I know the original anime. You reviewed so. yeah. Ghost in the Shell and not Boss Baby. What's happening? Oh yeah, <laughs> Boss Baby. Ugh. <laughs> just, we'll just leave that there. Um, <laughs> I, the most unsettling thing about Boss Baby is I read some good reviews of Boss Baby, yeah. and I was just like, what is wrong with you people? Yeah. This is just overt contrarianism, or like people being like, and because it's Alec Baldwin being a Boss Baby, he's also making fun of Donald Trump every week, <laughs> so it's actually political satire. I'm like, they wrote that four years ago. <laughs> that's impossible, but that's not, not, neither here nor there. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, it goes in the shell. So I saw it. It, it is quite close to the anime yeah, yeah. Um, and sort of plot. Now, let me ask you, I, I've been having conflicting reports from reading reviews and talking to people. Yeah. Does it have the cerebral element of the anime where it actually does go into personal identity and things like that? Or yeah. is it... Okay, it actually does? Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it, do, it does include all that. If anything, I just, I'd say it does it too much. Oh. Um, yeah, because it, uh, it does add about half hour onto the running time. Oh. Um, and it does certainly, yeah, cover all those... Okay. 
what like identity what's that mm. mean and play a lot of blade runner themes um the problem is i just found it kind of slowed it down it was kind of confusing mm. um and uh yeah that was the biggest problem with ghost in the shells like they added a lot of running time they didn't really add action scenes so it just it felt oddly dull it's beautiful to look at yeah, yeah. Like, the production design's incredible um like the the trailers don't really do it justice on a theater it was incredible really? okay. to behold um i thought scarlett johansson was fine um i've heard a lot of reports where she was very wooden yeah okay. but like an android okay well she's right? not an android in the like in the original anime she's not really wooden she's just kind of like just detached and kind of a snide yeah Oh, she's detached and snide in this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's fine. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so, it, like, I thought it fit for what the character was supposed to be. Yeah, okay. It just doesn't, it's just a per- type of performance that doesn't require a lot of range to it. Okay. The same way that, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger can play the hell out of the Terminator. Yeah. Because the Terminator's a robot that doesn't yeah. emote. Kind of thing. Okay. So, I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, it ultimately felt very boring to me. And it also reminded me in a way of, like, that John Carter movie when that came out. Yeah, okay. And that, like... You saw John Carter, and you were like, geez, it's derivative of this and this and yeah. this and this and this and this, when realistically... It's the start of those things. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt about Ghost in the Shell, was like, I've seen this so many times, yeah. and like, even though this is the original source of it, it's kind of dull to watch at this point. Yeah. And it was very confusing, and so yeah, that was the problem. Like, it wasn't... I wasn't offended by it in the way that... Some people were, yeah. And some people were, and that I thought I would be. I was just bored by it. Yeah. And if there's one thing a live action anime shouldn't be, it's boring. It's boring. Yeah. It should be kinetic and yeah. Exactly. So that was my ultimate problem with it was just that it's there's no need for this to exist because we've seen all this stuff yeah. a billion times yeah. before and it's dull. But now, it is pretty to look at. Now, and uh, I thought quite faithful. I was uh, Cody and Jordan were arguing with me that mm. we should support movies that are based on things we love to make them make more things we love. And mm-hmm. I was saying we shouldn't support bad movies because uh, they're bad movies. Mm-hmm. support that. Yeah. Just want to make that clear. That was Jordan. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't cotton to that I one. I said but I understand good. where he's coming from. I don't. Because I'd rather have them not make a bad movie and if you support them making bad movies, they'll keep making bad movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll support like the movie I love yeah. if I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to go see Ninja Turtles again. Because I like Ninja 20 Turtles. 20 years ago, I like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> exactly. No, that's fair. Yeah. But at the same time, how is uh, an average person supposed to know? Read reviews. Yeah. That's so, why, why would... But that doesn't... That's not your opinion. Well, then... You can still read a review to get a gist of what it is, but you should still experience it for yourself. Come but, on, man. Don't just be a sheep, man. Well, I mean... But <laughs> at the same time, like... You can kind of tell as yeah. well. Like, it's a good barometer. <laughs> If right. everyone's saying yeah. the same thing of this yeah. is derivative and boring, you might, unless yeah. you disagree all the time with those critics, For it's sure. probably going to be derivative and boring. Like if I'm desperate to see something, I'll go. Yeah. But I, I, d- I don't know if this movie needed to exist because mm-hmm. there's so many other movies that have already aped the concept. And exactly. Done, and done it phenomenally well. Yeah. And that was ultimately my yeah. problem with it. I yeah. mean, you don't need to keep making a... Like, yes... This might be the original source material, but mm-hmm. unless they do something new with it, and they're not—they're just basically re- reshaping or remaking a thing that already existed. Yeah, and they're not doing anything new about it. Those things have already been done 
in other ways. Yeah, exactly. And also the and, and uh, interestingly, like seeing it, seeing the like thematic stuff drawn yeah. out in more drawn out dialogue scenes, and seeing it done live action. Yeah. It also reminded me just how derivative Ghost in the Shell is to Blade Runner as yeah, well. Because yeah, exactly. that was the other thing is I felt like it's like I, I haven't just seen this in Ghost in the Shell. I've seen this in Blade Runner. Yeah, like, and Blade is, Runner came way before. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be fair, the comic. They're very of the same clock. They're both created in the eighties. Oh yeah, no, totally. The, the and movie is just yeah, those were they're founding texts of um, the Cybershank Jar. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, no, 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 it's nothing against the source material. It's just it's, it's just it's the, like, three levels it, deep now. Exactly. Yeah, it was just extenuating how unnecessary yeah, this is. I mean, it, it, and had it been and had all this stuff that I'd seen before been done in a really kinetic, exciting yeah. way that like at least viscerally felt now, then that'd be one thing. I think, it, yeah, but big, like ultimately. Yeah, like all the designs were beautiful. Yeah. The filmmaking itself just felt incredibly. Well, dull. I was say like a six out of ten isn't a bad score. Yeah, no, like I didn't <coughs> despise it. There's like stuff you can that still I see. You can still go and see it, and it's yeah. worth seeing. I gave it five point five. You like gave it five. You gave it five point five. Yeah, oh, yeah, I thought yeah. you gave it a six. No, no. sorry. No, a six. I gave to Power Rangers. Yeah. Which, ah, but, I was mixing. Yeah. mixing up my. But my I mean, like nerd property. I, I don't. Mm. As I as I said previously, this is mm. like six uh, three levels deep now, like almost yeah, six yeah. levels deep because there's been numerous animes. Oh, totally! Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. been the original source material, yeah. and then you have all these movies that have taken things from this. The, yeah. the Matrix basically borrowed a lot of a things. Ton from, of it, yeah. Uh, so I don't. And even looking at some of the stills from Ghost in the Shell, you're like, well, that that looks like the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And this director is not known for quality movies. No, he's before. the guy that made Snow White yeah. and the Huntsman, which is one of my most loathed movies I know. ever. Uh, yeah. My my biggest problem with it is. They needed to make it beyond just we're remaking the original source material. They needed to make a reason for it to exist. Yeah, and just making weren't. a making a live action version of something that already exists, unless mm. they're doing something new with it, making it feel more alive, making it feel more interesting. If they're just making they're boiling down twelve hours worth of content into two hours, mm. that's not exciting. No, it wasn't, and it felt like what they did try to bring to it was to try and make it more somber and serious yeah. and make it more. Like heavy-handed and sort of put, put, putting I mean, forward those themes. Those animes, the is, those themes aren't that complicated. I mean, no, the animes were serious, but they also mm. were kinetic. They had you kept going, and every yeah. ep- any episode or any movie, like the original movie, moves at a breakneck pace. Oh, it's only yeah, like an yeah. hour and a half. Oh, totally. Yeah. And you have no idea what's going on. You're like, I guess she's serious. Oh, yeah. now she's fighting a giant robot thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh, for sure. And I and I like made the mistake slash I'm glad I did yeah. it watching the original anime yeah. like the morning before it I is went to see it because I didn't just watch it in yeah. ages and yeah like that more than anything else was just like it was, like the anime did everything they did in this in 30 minutes less yeah and and it just yeah like everything flew by and like as com- as hard as it was to follow like just extending making the scenes that were confusing longer didn't make this thing one is, easier to follow it just made it boring while it was hard to follow I think the fact the original anime kept it so tight kept it so fast mm-hmm. Even if you didn't understand it, you're like, well, there's an action scene right away now, yeah, so who yeah, cares? Swept along. Exactly. She's now on a helicopter, so yeah. who cares what the reason yeah, thing? totally. Who cares what that conversation you had about being a person? Who cares? Totally. They're now flying through the air. Yeah, totally. Whereas this one just dragged on and on okay. and on. And, like, it was, like, on a technical level, it was extraordinary. Okay. And, like, I do hope that, like, people are allowed to play with those toys again. Yeah, yeah. I just hope that... Yeah, I'm, I, I was relieved it didn't do well, so that we don't have to see another one of those. It did not do well. Yeah, no, definitely not. No. Neither did Power Rangers, to be fair. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, but now Power Rangers did is doing a little bit better. It's like eight, Rangers, it's eighty eighty million right now in two weeks. And no, it's in a hundred. Is it? 
Yeah, it looks I, like I looked, well, worldwide, I think maybe it's over I, 100. I thought I looked at Box Office Mojo yesterday, and it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not a runaway hit, but they weren't expecting it to be. The budget for it was $100 million, which okay. now is, like, mid-range yeah, for a blockbuster. So, it's, Power Rangers is doing fine. Power Rangers is not doing massive. I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't a sequel to Power Rangers. I thought they had five planned. Well, they have them planned, yes. <laughs> okay, but, it's, it's made $101 million so far. Yeah, there you go. So power, yeah. So Power Rangers is doing fine. I, I, I th- and I think that that's probably all they expected Power Rangers to do. That's to be fair. honest, I don't think they were expecting it to be ginormous. Ghost, Ghost in, the in the Shell is at seventy three million so far. Yeah. So it's with one hundred and sixty million dollars. No, one hundred and ten. So yeah, it's, it's low budget too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A low budget for the modern standards. For the modern standard, yeah. But I mean, like uh, Power Rangers, I think hung on a little bit more than anyone anticipated. Mm. Whereas Ghost in the Shell is just going to keep dropping and dropping and dropping. It's, and dropping. It only made like a million dollars over the last little while. Yeah, like most totally. of its money was made in the first because I think it made like sixty in the first weekend because it's forty forty. 44 and, and then like 19 points something. Oh, I see. We're talking total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It did well first weekend. Then, yeah, I think it's going to be a steady drop yeah. off after that. So, anyway, yeah. Mm, that's, that's fine. It, yeah, it stunk, but it wasn't like a disaster. It was just kind of there. It was just kind of, which is worse. Yeah, fair yeah. I mean, if it was epically bad, at least you have something to talk about. Yeah. If it was epically good, you have something to talk about. If it's just kind of, yeah, I was there. Yeah, it existed. Yeah, yeah. It's just incredibly forgettable. Yeah. And will disappear. That's the worst thing you want to say. For an anime-based movie, that's mm. the worst thing you want. Yeah, absolutely. People still watching The Legend of Chun-Li because it was super bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's going to watch just generic movie. No. No. Because this there's, will be... there's so many of those a year that they just blend in the background. Totally, yeah. So too bad. That's the end of that. Oh, well. Womp womp. That means, to be fair, I do think that might be the end of the Akira movie. Which doesn't need to exist. That's either. very true. Yeah, it's very, very true. Well, that's interesting. You told me last week that you didn't think that if uh, if an anime movie bombed, it would be the end of another anime movie. I don't think it's the end of the genre itself, but mm. it's an end. Akira and Ghost in the Shell is so tightly tied mm. that those two will go together. Do mm. I think Akira was the exact uh, was the exact example I used? I didn't expect it to bomb this badly. Mm-hmm. If it if it just kind of did middling. I think the Akira movie would be like, oh, yeah, we can m- find a way to make that work. Mm. So this bombed pretty bad. D- domestically, it hasn't even made over $20 million. Or think, just made over $20 million. I think just the, the thing we need to take away from this is that I was right. <laughs> I mean, I, you might not be. There's a very good chance that I was right. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, the Akira, the Akira movie, they've been struggling to make for so it's, long. Because no they, don't think, this, they do don't think this is the audience for it. And this yeah. proves there's no audience. Well, for I think it. also part of it is like, if you're looking at Akira just at a, as a screenplay, oh, you'd be like, what is the appeal of this? <laughs> yeah, it makes like, at least, sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least goes in the show, you'd be like, okay, I see there are themes here. There's yeah. themes so, and there's yeah. some cool robots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas Akira, like, if you just lay that out in words on a page, you'd be like, I just don't even, <laughs> I don't even Amoebas know what to say. Amoebas and people together, they make Super people? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes no sense, that's but okay. Just, yeah, that's just... That's the storyline of Akira makes literally no sense. No, no, no. Not at all. That's it's completely not, not at all. That's sense. really not what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the visuals and how it was made. Yeah, and the kinetic storytelling, for sure. And the, the really neat, the way they did it, kind of they set up the scene, the set up uh, the Tokyo setting. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. They set up, like, the main character, the kind of the weird drug culture that's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's all visual and all style. Yeah. The substance is nonsense. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Complete net of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but space lasers <laughs> firing. Oh, for sure. People. It's like surrealism or, uh, at a certain point. Near the end, it is basically surrealism. Pretty well. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, and it's a, a blast, but oh, there's yeah. just there's no way anyone's ever going to spend $200 million to make that happen oh. again. I mean, I, I wanted to see it just so I could see them dive into that concept again. Oh, it'd be fascinating to see what they could do. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But I also don't want to see a giant... Like, that's... 
there's some body horror in that that oh, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. that I don't want to see on the big scale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to see a giant per- a person turning into a giant amoeba, mm-hmm. crushing people that he cares about in his wake, mm-hmm. just becoming a giant blob of faces and arms. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. I mean, you say it out loud. I do kind of want to see it. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Okay, shall we do the what you've been so, playing? Mm-hmm. Have you been playing anything, Phil? Yeah, I played MLB The Show All 2017. Right, yeah. I can talk about that very briefly. Yeah. So, um, as per usual, it's exactly the same as last year. <laughs> um, Ken Griffith Jr. Yeah, the graphics are a little bit better. Okay. And uh, actually, they were noticeably better this okay. year. They did some really particular like, with crowd animations and the mm-hmm. details and everything. They Yeah, they I found they stumbled a little bit leaping between generations. Okay. Because they, with that first yeah. one, they were basically splitting their... Yeah. And they they wanted to split their audience between PS3 and PS4, but now that they're committed to the next gen, it, it's, it's looking really good. The hair still, they got to work on that because if you give a guy a mullet, that's just like a helmet of hair <laughs> that like does not move and it's really distracting. But beyond that, it's a good time. Um, yeah, they added Ken Griffey Jr. and they did and they did a fun thing with that where they didn't just add him; they also added a like a retro mode where. Okay. All of the text are eight bit, mm-hmm. and then if you want, you can pixelate the graphics. And it's the old fashioned like super baseball controls okay. where you like pitch and hold left and right to turn <laughs> into a curveball, and like one button to throw, and all the outfielders move at the same time. Oh, weird! Yeah, they recreated that entirely, and it even starts with him saying, "Hi, I'm Ken Griffey Jr. Welcome to Major League Baseball." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that was that was for fan service. That was delightful. That's yeah, neat. I was really pleased with that. Um, they've also added. Um, <clears throat> So they've always had this thing called Road to the Show, yeah, where you like play as a minor league character, hmm. and this they've updated that so now it has like uh, cutscenes that play like a documentary. So you like see your player like are watching TV at home and co- find out you get drafted and like you have meetings with the managers and there's like a serious voiceover. It's like it's every, it's very important in every player's career when they sign that first contract or yeah. whatever. And uh, it's silly, but it was kind of amusing. Okay. Um, they also uh, there's like Fran. They also, if you're playing a season now, they added a new mode so that you, as opposed to like deciding to either having the choice between simulating games entirely mm-hmm. or playing entire games, you can now just play a season and only play dramatic moments. So okay. only play if like a guy's on a hit. So you just basically be doing like if the game's on a line, you pitch like an important inning or do an important yeah. at bat or so, which I thought was a nice way to like condense it exactly, so you can yeah. get the season feeling. And, and yeah, and then they added like an online mode. Um, where there's like a different challenge oh, every day. Neat. So they added a bunch of things that, while the core of the game is still what the game was, yeah, they have added things that make this year's edition feel like they tried okay. to do something different, yeah, yeah. which last year I thought, aside from mild visual upgrades, it was the same game. There was nothing. There was no change. Mm. And that's fine. I'm like, it's a sports game. That's yeah. kind of what you expect. This year I felt like they, they did put effort into doing things and – it does feel like a, a richer experience in addition to being a prettier one, and I was super impressed. And if you like baseball video games, then don't be stupid. Go get it. Cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I talked a little bit about the games that I've been playing last yeah. week, yeah, okay. but I I was kind of rushed, so I want to mm. like flesh it out a little bit more. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I played two games. Um, one is Anima Gate of Memories. Mm-hmm. That's a game. Um. And this one really sucked because, like, you can tell that they like that they they put a lot of thought yeah, into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because just, I'm on Steam right now, and it's mostly positive reviews for okay. it. Okay, so mm-hmm. I guess I'm in the 
the minority here, but it's uh, developed by Anima Project, published by Badland Games. It was a Kickstarter game. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, so it was a Kickstarter project, and it's... There's not a lot of good I can say about it. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but aside from that, so you play as this girl, woman, who's, uh, her name's the Bearer, because she's bearing this book that floats around and sexually harasses her. And it turns out that the book is actually this weird demon weapon kind of thing. As it is. Sure. Uh, is this the rapey book? Yeah, it's the rapey book. Yeah. Um, and you can play as him as well. So you have two characters that you can play as. So One's a have, book? Well, you, you he transforms into a person. Oh, okay. Rapey so, person. Okay. Yeah. So he uh, is kind of like more brutish and strong. Mm-hmm. And she's okay. more quick and yeah. nimble. You want to be the quick one because... There's no point to be just strong because all your attacks do the same damage. Oh, okay. <coughs> or at least your enemies aren't um, strong enough to, huh. to make a difference. And um, it's just really like the voice acting is so bad mm-hmm. uh, to start. And the, the cutscenes are barely animated. Huh. And <laughs> You're really selling me. I, I, I need to go home and play this right now. I mean, I'll, I'll spoiler alert. It's not on the website yet. I gave it a five and a half. Um, oh, oh yeah. Oh. So it was a weird thing, though, because you could tell that there was a lot of like love put into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it just seemed like the story was they, they were too into it. And they forgot that like not everyone's been developing this game and know this world that they're it felt like constant in referencing. And mm. like weird. OK, you're, you're dropped in this world that you're supposed to know already mm. and that was really hard and it uh it was just especially like the the weird like sexual harassment that was going on throughout the whole game it made mm. me really uncomfortable too mm. he literally um the, the, this book like introduced himself to this one girl just being like oh, what was it oh it's been so long since i've seen you still got that great ass though it's like <laughs> weird what or, or my favorite, uh, it was at the beginning of the game. Mm. Uh, you wake up in this new area. And, As you do. And uh, the book's, like, floating around. She was like, where are we? He's like, I don't know. You were passed out. Don't worry. No one came near you, except for me, of course. <laughs> it's like, Ew. Ew. Um, Ew, It's stuff like that that I just. A little gross. Really gross. Yeah. Uh, and I just. Don't love that. I want to like it, but overall, there's just not enough to like. Sure. The other game I played was Everything. Now, last time I talked about it, it was a little more positive because I played it for like <coughs> 20 minutes, half hour. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably all you need to play uh, because it just loops after that. Oh, okay. Um, so everything is a Double Fine game. What's Double Fine published game? Double Fine published yeah. David O'Reilly. He did Mountain, it. I believe. Yep, he did Mountain. Yeah. And Boom. So this game is – have you seen anything from everything yet? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's like the latest viral game. So okay. all the character models are barely animated, and they kind of like somersault everywhere. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's really, <laughs> really stupid. Dumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then when you realize that that's all the game is, um, that's where it really gets frustrating. So it's barely a game. It's it's annoying because on the surface it looks like it's trying to be deep. It's like okay, well we have this hook where like these characters are barely animated, and you kind of somersault everywhere, and you can be anything you want. Literally. And that should be, uh, uh, that'll be like our cover where we'll have like this deep story underneath it uh, or deep themes uh, because everything is going through an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. Like you, you talk to, you could talk to any kind of life form okay. from like rocks to trees to other cool. animals. 
and like they're all there to help you or they're too concerned with themselves but they're all very concerned about like like there's a lot of like what am i doing who am I? like that kind of like weird yeah, yeah thing and like the further you go so the idea is you can actually like transfer your consciousness to other um animals, things things anything the universe the galaxy cough really loud give me one second <coughs> Got that out. <coughs> sorry um so yeah you can transfer your consciousness to anything and uh everything uh, mm. and you you the idea is you go smaller 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 larger 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 whatever you want until you like end up controlling continents and then planets and then galaxies and then all of a sudden it's like oh well what's this i'm this weird like speck thing and it's oh you're a little molecule and then Mm -hmm. it comes all back around in your horse again it's like oh look at that everything is nothing um wow and the further into it you go the more it tries to explore this whole like what am i Mm -hmm. existential kind of thing but it never actually does which just got me thinking this game is designed specifically for youtubers it's going to get popular off the backs of streamers mm-hmm. um, whose audience are children who don't actually want to pay to play a game. They want to watch someone react to it. So they mm-hmm. made it just weird enough that there'll be these grand reactions mm-hmm. to what is essentially not a game. Um, and yeah, it sucks because I wanted to like it. It was an interesting concept. It was uh, it got really trippy at some points. And there just wasn't anything there at the end of the day. That's what I've been playing. Sounds exciting. And torturing myself. <laughs> Bummer. I yeah. just I just uh, wanted to share with our listeners. I just read uh, at a preview screening for the new Transformers. Michael Bay said this will be his last Transformers movie, but not to worry because there are currently fourteen Transformers sequels in development. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. What? Fourteen? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's really dumb. Mm-hmm. That's wow. really dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, Brendan, have you played anything? <laughs> Can I play Persona 5? Do you want to hear about Persona 5? Persona 8.5? Ah, I get it because you gave it an 8.5. Um, I think it's really good. I think I prefer Persona 4 Golden better. Okay. Just because I like the fact I can bring it on the go. Uh-huh. I don't like the open world aspects where you're running around as a person. I just, it doesn't really add anything to me. I can see why people like it, just not my thing. The overall combat and overall design of the actual game, I feel, is good. I feel it um, it's following the same kind of formula you've seen in other games. Your character's really hated, and it's kind of hilarious how much you're hated. So much so that you're staying with some a friend of your parents or a customer of yeah, whatever. It's a person that your parents might know at one point or another. Okay. And your parents have given them money to take care of you as you attend this other school... And everyone treats you like you are the worst person on earth. He keeps talking about how you better not screw up, and you're such a screw-up. What you screwed up by doing is you saved someone from being sexually assaulted, and in the process, you pushed him over, and he sued you. So now everyone thinks you're a pariah because you got sued for trying to save someone. (laughs) You're a mess-up, and um, you really shouldn't do that. Your teacher keeps talking about how she's been burdened with you and how, why did they dare take the student in. It's weird, um, but it has some really dark elements in it. Uh, one of your teachers is doing bad things. There's jocks in the world that are doing bad things, and it's up to kind of you to kind of go into their palaces and try to stop them. 
it's typical persona. You're, you're trying to like find the real you and all this other stuff. It's it's really neat. Um, I don't know if it's get deserves the ten it's getting. It deserves like an, an eight or a nine, definitely. Uh, but what are you talking about? This is the greatest game ever made, and it's it's a JRPG. <laughs> it, it feels like a JRPG. There's a lot of elements that are well done in it, but it does have those weird janky elements that people know from JRPGs. So if you don't like JRPGs and those elements of them. You probably won't like this either. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I've heard it's a good game. Yeah. I mean, unless you talk to the fan, ga- fan base, in which case it's the greatest game ever made, yeah. and uh, they'll accept nothing less than a nine. Yep. I'm calling you out, Persona fans. Um, but, yeah, I-, I wanted to try it out. I'm a big uh, it's, it's, Megaten fan. It's, it's really, really good. Like, yeah. they've done really good things. I like the character interactions. I like the people they've built. Uh, it, it's super... I heard they made more streamlined. They have a little bit. I, I felt like the combat a little bit more... Persona. Uh, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> no, no, I don't even think it's that. It is, okay. it is more streamlined. They have cleaned some little oddities about Persona out. Okay. So it flows better. But if, you're, if you've ever played another Persona, it's, you can jump right in. If you've never played a JRPG, this is probably the most accessible of them. Yeah. I find the storyline of 4 worked for me better. It was more personal. It was less like a, I'm a superhero. It was more of I'm just we're just trying to be students in a school, okay. which for me worked better. Okay. Um, I really wish they set this the, the adult themes going on in this game. I really wish they set this in a college setting just to make them feel a little better. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be a JRPG because they're not a teenager. It could have been college students. That's fine. <laughs> JRPGs have college students. Um, I, I, overall, I think it's really good. Uh, anyone that loves the series, should definitely check it out. You can read Elias' review right now on cgmegonline.com. Um, and I feel that they've done good things with this game. It feels next-gen. It feels like you're playing an anime for most of the game. Yeah. So uh, it looks good. It's a good game. It I looks like it. interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to consume like months of your life. If you play it, like, <laughs> once, if you play it once a week, this is going to be your game for the next few months. It was about a full 100 hours worth of gameplay wow. for the full story. And you think you can skip past that all that, but there's so many things that it makes you do. There's so many aspects that if you want to experience the game, you're going to be playing about 100 hours. And basically, you play a year of your life one day at a time. Wow, okay. Yeah, so that's... Imagine how much you might spend 20 minutes per day, but that's a full year every single day. Yeah. You might do, like, I just got up and went to school one day and did nothing other than take a test, but that still probably took 20 to 30 minutes to do. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that's how the game is so padded out, okay. and then there's cutscenes and action scenes. It's like a manufactured length. No, I don't. I don't think it works. It, it actually works. It, it makes you feel for the characters. Makes you understand how they're getting to know each other. Okay. I think it really works that way. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's nice they actually are letting the story evolve naturally. Okay. It's just not a game that you can think you can jump in on, beat in a weekend because you can't. <laughs> well. I'm glad that you enjoyed something. Yeah, That's nice. I enjoyed it. It was fun. So on that, on that positive note, I think we'll wrap her up here. Mm-hmm. So thank you, everyone, for listening. For more content like this, don't forget to check out cgmagonline.com where you can Ooh. find Elias's review, like Brennan said, uh, of Persona 5. You can, in the, the near future, you can check out my reviews of Anima. I'm going to need one after playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything. You can check out Phil's review of The Void. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? No, just the void, right? Oh, and then MLB, the show, is up there, too. Yeah, and the Ghost in the Show one, if you want to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot up there. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we've got tons of content coming up every day. Right now, we actually, if you go to our website, we have a giveaway for an Asus Zenfone. Yep. We also have a a contest coming up soon for 
that game. Skyforge? Skyforge, yeah. We've got a contest coming up for that, so uh, keep your eyes glued to the tube for that. That's going to happen. Yep. And, uh, you know, thank you to Comic Pento. Yep. Don't forget to use the Comic Pento code. CG, CG Mag, Mag in, in all caps. caps. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, check us out on YouTube at CG Mag Online. You can check us out on Twitter at CG Mag Online as well. I'm on Twitter at Cody underscore Worm. I'm on Twitter at BFry26. I'm at that Phil Brown. And you can also check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Comics Gaming Magazine. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Well. Bye.